Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight. We got an intro, Stephen. That's Jensen. awesome. I love that. I had no idea about that. <laughs> nice. I created an intro for us. Dave Batista doing the intro for us. Awesome. Look at that. We we paid him a lot of money to do that. Uh, do you know how much Batista cost to do that promo for us? Oh, I can only imagine. Up. Had to pony up for Batista. He's a big Hollywood star. I said, Dave, can you help us out? I'll write more articles about your big dick. It'll be good. And he's like, all right, for you, Jeremy Lambert, anything, I'll cut this promo mentioning the spotlight. And he wouldn't, I had to pay him extra to say our names. He wouldn't do that. But he he made sure to mention the show a couple of times. So we appreciate that, Dave Batista. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Easter egg for anybody who's in in the, the stream right away, right here, joining us on the spotlight. Um, you're referencing, you know, the size of Batista's dick, which was uh, a long, a long going, a long running joke back in the day on, uh, on Sean Oliver's, uh, whatever that YouTube show is. That, Kayfabe, uh, Kayfabe commentaries. commentaries. Yeah. You should, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I, I know he just came back with Kevin Nash, which is, which is really cool. Um, I've, I've been enjoying listening to them, but anyway, I remember back in the day, I, I found out years later, uh, Sinbad, who was the, the, the person who was writing in about Batista's dick. That was uh, none other than Black Label Pro owner Mikey Blanton the whole time. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Little little Easter egg for you. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I, I don't know, know if there that. was like I don't know if there was like a, a collection of Sinbads that were all doing it, but like I know for sure he was at least one of them because I remember him tweeting about something along those lines like probably like four years ago. I just saw him like tweet something about it, and I was like, I put two and two together, and I hit him up. I was like. Do you Sinbad? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, no way. So, yeah, small world. That's like when Will Washington discovered that Randy Orton was on, like, wrestling message boards the, the night he was going out there early against, like, Shawn Michaels and stuff. I'm not sure Orton confirmed this, but, like, Will, Will Washington had a big post about it. Of, like, Orton's like, watch Raw tonight. I'm going to be wearing, like, a blue shirt. Or something, and it was Orton out there wearing a blue shirt, getting super kicked by by Shawn Michaels in his early days. Tony Khan, big message board dork yes. back in the day, still is. Uh, he's very online, not a Absolutely. dork. We love you, Tony. Yeah, uh, 
No, for sure. I know. No, I, I love AEW. If Tony ever comes across any of my work, I think he'll. It'll be pretty obvious. I'm a big fan. So he. I guarantee he sees your tweets. Tony Khan sees everything. He sees. He sees all. Uh, he sees all that stuff, Stephen Jensen. I'll re. I'll retweet your stuff more so to make sure Tony sees it. He'll. he'll oh, start Following thanks. you. He'll start following you. He'll. He'll love you. All right, everybody. We got a big show. We got a big show today. Tremendous show. One of the best lineups we've ever had. Uh. Joining us at 11, I, I believe, I hope. We uh, hope. We're, we hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'll go ahead and promote it. If it doesn't happen, we'll just chalk it up to, to pro wrestling. <clears throat> uh, new GCW Extreme Champion Cole Radrick is scheduled to join us at 11 o'clock live. Lo- our first, I believe, well, not technically our first live interview, but our first live interview with a wrestler that's not pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, we've had Connor and SB3 on doing live stuff. Uh, so, yeah, live Cole Radrick. At eleven o'clock, he's doing. He's safe after the the car accident that he was in uh, this past weekend. Uh, also competed at the GCW show, won the GCW Extreme title. So that's coming up hopefully at eleven. Before that, though, we got a lot to talk about. Steven Jensen, plenty to talk about in the world of WWE, AEW, and you know what? We're actually going to start with, I guess, technically the Indies. Okay. Week. Technically, okay. the Indies. I'm gonna give a big mother. Fucking shot out. Ric Flair's last match. Mm-hmm. Steven Jensen. It happened on Sunday. He teamed with his son-in-law, Andrade <clears throat> El Idolo, against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. The best thing I can say about this match is Ric Flair did not die. Yeah. That That's my <laughs> comment on it. What did you think of it? This was your spotlight, so I'm going to give the floor yeah. to you on this one. Well, it had to be. Um, I, I had we had to talk about this. Um, all, I mean, y'all can check the show out on Fight TV if you missed it. There, the replay is available. Um, so yeah, man, it was. So the show itself was, I thought, done very well. Like the yes. uh, the actual card, there was good matches. They were short matches for the most part, which I thought was like it was, I thought it was paced really well, especially for like this show wasn't really for like a casual wrestling fan, but I think there was probably a lot of casual fans that were watching because they just heard it's Ric Flair's last match. So when they tuned in, I think it was a really digestible show. Like you got really good wrestling and the matches were like five to 10 minutes long. Most of them. Um, and I thought, so I thought the actual card was good because it was, and, I, and I'd be fine with more cards being like this, honestly, like I, obviously I like, I like shows like GCW and, and AEW and stuff where like, you feel like, the whole show you're just getting like top tier stuff from like start to start to finish and stuff like you're getting full matches and stories playing out and stuff but i i like the the contrast to something like this too where uh you just get some good matches they're they're quick but they're good and and it's more about building up the main event like like they're showing stuff throughout the night getting you prepared for rick flair's last match and and showing uh you know the the feud building up to it which also I thought was done really, really well. Like those those videos that they did with Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, um, and Ric Flair, I thought were really, really good. And Andrade being there with Rick, I thought was, I mean, it, it all made sense. The match itself, though, that's that was hard to watch. Um, I mean, yes. I'm just going to keep it real. You know, I, I mean, I, I, there's really no... <clears throat> I, it, was, it was concerning. It really was. Like, especially towards the end when... Well, so I'll, let me rewind a little bit. When when Rick first came out on the entrance ramp wearing that robe, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. 
because <laughs> just immediately, immediately just like oh boy well because for one it looks like he was having a hard time just kind of like walking but i yeah. think that was also partly due to the fact that he was wearing a heavy championship belt he was wearing the old uh you know the big gold belt yeah and and then he had like a hard time like taking it off and holding it it felt like it, like it was just everything i was watching i was just like oh no oh no <laughs> oh no and then like the match starts and I mean, he, his lockup was okay. I mean, it was slow and it looks like, you know, but it was like, okay, he locked up like, okay. He, he, and then pretty much after that, it was like, Joel's like, it all made sense. What I mean by is like the story that they, that they tried to tell of like, of like Flair saying lethal wasn't good. Like basically Flair saying lethal is a, is a jobber and like, he couldn't make it onto the show. And like that, that's what I mean by it making sense. Um, and yeah, the, uh, <laughs> everyone was healed except for his son-in-law. I mean, it's definitely confusing. I, 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 Joel, Joel makes a good point. I'm just saying, I think they did a good job with the videos of like explaining because otherwise on paper, it just didn't make any sense at all. You'd be like, why is Jay Lethal even involved in this? And like, it, but he trained Rick. Anyway, the, my, my real point of bringing this up was like, I really don't want to see Rick Flair wrestle ever again. And I don't think he's going to, but I hope he isn't in a position where he needs the money so badly that he keeps doing this to himself and that somebody is going to exploit him enough to do it. I'm not, I'm not saying Conrad exploited Rick. I'm not saying that I'm saying if this were to happen again, and if it was like some shady promoter or something like I, I would have a real bad feeling about a lot of it. And by the end of the match, Rick could not stand on his own. He oh. couldn't put the brass knuckles on himself. He pinned himself with the figure four because he was so exhausted. <laughs> he couldn't stand up after like after the match. I literally thought there was a possibility he was just like because like the match ended and like the, the announcer is like announcing that Ric Flair's won. And they're trying to get they're trying to like scrape Flair off of the mat, like get him onto his feet. And part of me felt like he was just laying there and telling him like, this is it. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, you know, it's just like, like, I, you know, I, it was uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to see that happening to, to people, you know, that I looked up to when I was growing up and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just tough. It's tough to, it's t- it was tough to watch. I thought Andrade and, uh, and uh, dude, I think, dude, Jeff Jarrett's in phenomenal shape. Like I said that during SummerSlam too, when he was wearing like the cutoff sleeves for the, for the special ref thing. I was like, dude, Jeff Jarrett looks like a million bucks. Like good for that guy. I thought Jay Lethal and Andrade really worked their asses off to try to make this something. And Rick just, let me ask you this question before, before I get your thoughts. Honest question. Current, if you had to pick one, like who, who do you think we would rather watch right now? Rick, the Ric Flair we just saw, or Tyrus? Like, it's a legitimate oh. question. It's <laughs> a great question. I, oh man. I'm gonna go with Rick. And I'm going <laughs> with Rick because, man, this is a mean question, honestly. This is very mean. I'm going with Rick because, like, He's 73. At least I can give the excuse for him of being 73. My expectations are very low for a 73-year-old. Tyrus is... Shit, he's 49. Why the fuck is he wrestling? Oh, man. He's about to be, like, the champion of everything, too. He's already the TV champ. He's talking about the tag titles. Like, he's about to wrestle for the world title. 
Um, well, but no, you're right. I mean, At least Flair has the excuse to be. I mean, for being 70, I'll say this. For being 73, he actually probably did pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, look, I haven't seen many people that age even attempt it. So. Right. For, for a 73-year-old, my expectations were very low, and they still managed to, to not clear the bar. But my expectations were, were very low. Really, my expectations were die. Or don't die. Sorry. That's not, uh, horrible. Uh, my expectations were don't die. And he didn't. So, great. Uh, they, they did clear the bar, I guess, in that sense. Uh, it did look like at the end where he wasn't moving. It's like, oh man, oh please, please get up, like please. Yeah, you know, he cut a promo where he put over Kid Rock uh, the whole time. above everybody else, which was great. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I guess Ric Flair. I guess that's a mean question, Steven Jensen. Yeah. that's a that's a very mean question. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, some dudes. Are, I think I don't Rick try was to be. I don't. I don't try to be mean, but like you know, we 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 talk about how immobile Tyrus was, and you know, I just kind of. I felt like a fair question to ask. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Eh, it's fair. No, no, you can ask whatever you want. It's just. I think it's mean, but it's very fair. Uh, some dude says I think Rick was hoping he would die. He said it like he wants to go out on top of his wife or in the ring. So, yeah, that's how he <laughs> wants to go out. Bless the man. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still out there partying with Kid Rock after the match. Like yeah, he's still living he his life. Out. I mean, good for him. He said he was yeah. drinking uh, before the, the show, like all week leading up to it. The, the, the interview he did with, with TMZ where he's like, oh, I got the, the pacemaker. And it's like, you're not supposed to do it like two times, whatever your age is. So he's like, I'm not supposed to get this thing above like 140 something. He's like, I'm getting up to 190. I got it up to 203. It's like he's trying to set the fucking high score on the pacemaker. It's like, what are you, <sighs> what are you doing out there? This is not like, you know, the, the speed thing. What's the, I don't know. I think the like speed runner. Yeah. No, oh. no, 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 no. Dan cook does the joke uh, where he's like, Oh, when you drive past the, the speed limit thing and it shows your hmm. speed limit, he's like, I try to set the high score on that thing. That's like what Rick is trying to do uh, with, with his pacemaker. Like, 203 at 73 can anybody beat that what, what are you doing come on guys get it up here uh that's feels like that's what rick's trying to do oh man it wasn't a good match i didn't expect it to be a good match lethal uh, flair did more than i kind of thought he was going to do i thought lethal and andrade would work more than they did uh but flair he he bled of course he bled he went to the top rope at one point and it looked like he wanted to take the superplex off the top because jay lethal has said like in training that like, yeah, he wanted to take, he wanted to take the superplex off the top. And even Flair was like, I'm going to come off the top rope. They didn't do that. Thank God. I think that might've been a, a death waiting to happen. If he had come off the top rope uh, with that superplex thing, thankfully they pulled him down. They just gave him a regular suplex, which still looked terrible and, and wasn't good. Uh, I like the show overall. I like the presentation of the show. It gave you a nostalgia feel while feeling like a big time event. You mentioned Flair like wrestling again. I don't think he will. They they said it a bunch of times that it wasn't about the money for him. It was about pride. He wanted to do like an actual last match that people saw. They accomplished all that. He said that he's been offered $100,000 by promoters like even before this match took place to do another match and he's turned it down. So I'm going to trust Ric Flair, famous last words, and say that he actually won't wrestle again after this. And I think anyone who tries to get him to wrestle again after this uh, is is culpable in whatever happens and should not be doing any type of dealings in the wrestling business because that could end very badly because it seemed like 
on Sunday, it was going to end very badly. And if you're going to have just more time pass, it's only going to make it worse. Please don't wrestle again. Thanks for this last match that no one actually needed. I'm sure next year we'll get Hulk Hogan's last match courtesy of Tom- Conrad Thompson. <laughs> I'm Maybe serious. H- I'm Hogan, Hogan serious, versus Flair. Um, God, remember yeah, when that. they wrestled each other in Australia after, uh, yeah. after uh, Flair retired from the WWE. Um, that was like 10 years ago, which is like they're already at that point then. Um, yeah. One other takeaway from the show. Um, the Undertaker looked fucking disgusted. Like he was sitting there in the front row, just like fuck this. Like he looked really I, oh, angry. I got one for you. Who had a better last match, Ric Flair or Bret Hart? Man, see, that's a lot meaner than me asking about the title. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would say, dude, that's actually that's a really good question. Um, because the Bret Hart Vince McMahon thing was bad, really bad, especially because it's Bret Hart. Like, I mean, same with Ric Flair. I mean, we're talking about two of the best ever, depending on kind of technically, like, technically, Bret wrestled like a handful of like tag. He beat the Miz, right? He beat the Miz in like the For little the US uh, title, right? Yeah, the US title that was after all of the best oh, technically right. those are his last matches the last match everybody remembers is the vince mcmahon match yeah. at, at wrestlemania i would i would say the vince mm, honestly oh man that's a good question because like the 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 Bret hart match like that was a lot of like family run in and just like him hitting with vince with like a chair and stuff there really wasn't much yeah. to it as far as wrestling rick at least attempted to wrestle it was just really slow and really cringe like Bad. it was it was just it all just felt sketchy like and then once I, once again once he started getting really gassed out and like i don't know if he was drunk or not gassed but out of, when he got to the ring he, he was, was. Well, well i'm talking i'm talking so gassed out he couldn't stand though right. like like at the end of the match when he was literally shaking and they had to like hold him up and like put the brass knuckles on his hand it was like <laughs> it was like man this is it felt like it was, I, I talked about this with Doug on Tuesday. Like this is, it felt somewhere in between, like, um, it felt somewhere in between like watching Undertaker versus Goldberg in Saudi Arabia and watching Scott Hall walk out to the ring that one time when he was so wasted that like he, he was like, couldn't, you know, he was like, you know, shaking, trying to get into the ring. Yeah. It was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Jake the Snake has done similar things too, where like, you go out to the and it's like I'm not making fun of these people, by the way. It's like it's legitimately scary, and I never want to see people get to this point. But it was somewhere in there where it was like he 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 was he was capable of doing a few moves, but like a handful of minutes into the match, he 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 was just laying there, you know. And you're just like he laid on the apron of the ring for like minutes at a time at points where he just wasn't even standing there for tags. He was just laying there, and you're just like, is he okay? Um, and then also, you know, I brought up the Undertaker, you know, Undertaker, Bret Hart. See, it's funny when you see that. When you see Bret Hart, you're probably thinking he's like, man, I'm glad this wasn't me. Like, all right. Like, I thought my I thought my last few matches weren't great, but this this makes me look pretty good. And Mick Foley's just there because he's the nicest guy in the world. Like, he's just there to support anybody who needs support. And, and uh, the Undertaker, I feel like this went one of two ways for Undertaker. He either saw that and was like, I am never stepping foot ever in the ring again because I never want that to be me. Or he's going, I got to get in the ring a few more times now before that's me. You know what I mean? I think, I think Taker is, he's good in that his last match was against AJ. 
And right. like, even though it wasn't in front of fans or anything, like that was a good last match to go out on. And fans are going to have that memory of Undertaker, that being his last match, even though it wasn't in front of them. Like he got his Hall of Fame speech and everything. He got to say goodbye and that. You want to go out on a last match that is memorable. And even if it's not billed as your last match, like you want to go out on something like that. Don't come back. Like this is why Shawn Michaels fucked up. Is like his last match was perfect mm-hmm. against Undertaker. And then he comes back for that Saudi show. And it's like, well, now your actual last match sucked. And it was an embarrassment. That like that's where he messed up. And now I don't think Michaels is gonna do it again. But I he was actually the best performer in that match. And he um, refuses to acknowledge that ever ever even happened. Like he just yeah, like, he said he's like, yeah, it like count. a live event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, it's a house show match, it doesn't really count. It's like, nah, dude, like you took a bunch of blood money to to do that match. It yep. counts. Uh yep. I don't think Taker's coming back because Taker he's even said like i don't want to get to the point of embarrassment that i mean that match now was two three years ago so i think taker's done i think taker's like yeah that aj match that's a fitting end to to this career definitely don't try to do this shit when you're like 73 but this is why i think hogan's coming back i think hogan's conrad's gonna come to him and like how much can we milk this for because hogan talked about years ago wanting to do it now it's been a few years but i still think he's gonna do it because he saw how much success flair had his last match was against I, I think it was against Flair in a match that, like no one saw in Australia. I think Hogan's going to end up doing something for, for one last time. I would not shock me at all if Hogan, if we get Hulk Hogan's last match this time next year. Yeah. And that, that's in uh it's in LA, right? WrestleMania. Yeah. Year? Oh, that makes it like yeah. if they do a star, I don't know if they can do like a star cast weekend in LA though. Who knows where SummerSlam is? Because you know, WrestleMania is two nights. So it's tough to do. They they lucked out here where they could do Sunday what was built around Flair. So I think that's why it'll probably be like a SummerSlam weekend, an event where it's not two nights. But yeah, I get ready, folks. Hulk Hogan's last match, uh SummerSlam weekend 2023. Kate says if it happens, I'll be watching. (laughs) Rick and Kid Rock versus Arn and Tully. Who's the best worker in that match? It's right Arn. now, probably Arn. Yeah. And he hasn't been moving well in AEW, though. No, but we've at least seen him throw some competent, like, spine busters every now and then. In AEW? He hasn't thrown one in AEW, has he? Has he not done one in AEW? I know he did one in know. a couple of WWE every now and then when he'd, like, show up. But that, that was, was also a long time ago, ago now. That was years ago. It really was years he's, ago. He's falling off the it. ramp in AEW. He's yeah, falling right. off the ring apron. But it would be totally, totally. There's no way totally can go. Kid, Kid Rock, Rock might be the best worker. <laughs> it might be Kid Rock. It might be Kid Rock. Um, it's always been Kid Rock. Let's be honest. Um, what was so funny about that too was like the the, the Ric Flair speech afterwards when he just kept bringing him up. It's like, like why, like. It was just, it was just bizarre. The whole thing was just bizarre. Like, I get the Kid Rock, and like he think, I don't know, I don't think it's that cool at this point, like to be associated with Kid Rock. Like, I, like, I, like, I grew up. I did. I was a huge Kid Rock fan growing up. Trust me, I had like his poster on my wall. I had all his albums and everything. Right? Like, I was huge. Ball with the ball, fucking slaps, man. It was incredible. That was great. And that was during the era of uh of TRL when like he yeah. was humongous, and uh. Oh yeah, no, I remember um it was uh the first album had the middle finger on it. The one with ball at the ball, like the one yeah. where he blew up the album he blew up on. Um Devil Without a Cause was the name yeah. of that album. And then uh 
he had a he, he had some really good ones. He had some really good albums. And the, and here's another thing: he means a lot to the WWE for certain reasons. They too. used like, they friggin' used the Kid Rock song for SummerSlam as the theme song for SummerSlam 2022. See, it was this year they used the Kid Rock song. And that and that transitions into another point I need to bring up because I've seen divisiveness online about this, and I think some people are crazy if they if they dispute this. Limp Biscuit, one billion percent deserves to be oh. in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> like that's not even debatable. Like because Kid, Kid Rock's in there. Like how is Limp Biscuit not in there? Um. Anyways, would you you? Well, I know you'd agree because you're a Limp Biscuit fan, but I do um, like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I just think it's I think it's preposterous that he, they're not in the the WWE Hall of Fame. But uh, but yeah, as far as Ric Flair's stuff goes. Don't do it again. Yeah, That's I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him do Just, it again. I'm not. I'm not like holding like Codrad responsible or like saying Rick shouldn't have done. I'm just saying like we saw what it was. We saw what it wound up being. That was pretty much worst case scenario outside of like really bad injury or death. Like I feel like we we all as as fans and everybody involved kind of like kind of got away with one there. Like I feel like that that should have probably wound up worse than it did. Um. So like I we got through it and now it's just. Don't do it again. Hopefully, it's just out of everyone's system. Yeah. My indie spotlight is an actual wrestling match where both both people survived and actually looked good, and they will wrestle again, thankfully. John Moxley against Blake Christian headlined the GCW versus the People Show uh, on what was this Friday? Friday night. This show took place, mm-hmm. I believe, as part of SummerSlam weekend. Uh, Moxley once again defends the GCW world title against Blake Christian. That was a good match, but my my question to you, Steven Jensen, and I love John Moxley. When's this reign going to end for for John Moxley? He shows up for the big shows and everything. Don't get me wrong; like it's not like he's not a present champion for the company. But I'm looking at the roster and like they haven't really built anybody to take this belt off of him. He's having cool matches. Like I love watching him wrestle. Blake, Blake Christian and breaking out the glass and everything and, and this stuff and doing fun job Moxley matches and Blake Christian gets a spotlight on him facing the GCW champion and the interim AW champion. But like, who is taking this belt from him? Because we thought maybe New York homicide at the at the uh, Hammerstein show. You thought maybe AJ Gray earlier this year. Now it's like I don't think Nick Gage is in any type of position to take the title. Like, who is coming in? to take this title from John Moxley. So a couple things before I answer that question. One, I meant to message you about this because I, I actually got a good laugh out of it. Um, I was on the Fightful website the other day. When, when I when I record the Weekender, what I usually do is I go through um, the results section of Fightful and make sure I'm not like missing any shows that like I needed to, to check out to watch. And one of them, you, you gave the results for, and I can't remember what show it was, um, but you put the results happening on july 32nd and i was like what the hell oh it was, like, yeah. <laughs> it was, a, it was a typo but, but i was like but it, but it wasn't a big i mean it had you know all the results were correct but i was like because i was about to like read it on on air and i was like this show took place on like, july 32nd like that's not a real day um i can't remember which one it was like it was an indie show maybe like the sub results or something oh. um but oh, yeah, I meant to message you about it. I just thought it was it would be funnier to call you out on the air right now about that. That's not nice. Don't call me out on the air. That day doesn't exist. The results were correct, Jeremy. The actual job was done correctly. You just it was a typo on the on the on the oh. date. Um, I'll try to find it for you because I can tell you're trying to find it to correct it right now. I am. Um, I am. 
it was not a big deal. Like that. I, it was not a big deal at all. Obviously, I, I just thought it was funny because I because I saw that date and I was like July thirty first or thirty second. Um. Anyways, um. Well, to answer your actual question, they did a really good job of building Blake Christian towards that title match. So I'll give them credit for that. Um, I think Blake Christian is fantastic in the ring. Um, I feel like he's just missing something. Like he's just missing a little something character-wise. There's there's like that little, I don't want to say it's even like the it factor that he's missing because I think he has it. It's just something's a little bit missing on it. Now, on the flip side, as long as you have access to John Moxley, I understand wanting to have John Moxley keep that title. I mean, the the amount of eyes you get on your company with him as your champion the reactions he gets and he's perfect for the GCW brand. Like he doesn't feel like an outsider carrying their title. He's, he is the kind of guy where like, if he wasn't a full-time AEW wrestler, he'd probably be at every GCW show. Like, so John Moxie's the man. I love that. He's the champion there. I think, it, I think he fits great. I think it works great. Um, Nick Gage is getting into a lot better shape. So I'm looking forward to his return, but I don't think that. I think that whoever Moxley loses to, it needs to be a quote unquote homegrown GCW talent um, from like, from the fan perspective. Like, you know, there are a lot, a lot of these, I mean, all of these wrestlers for the most part wrestled elsewhere prior to GCW. Like, so, you know, but, 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 you know, same with WWE and same with AEW, if we're being fair though, like, you know, so when I say homegrown GCW, I mean, somebody who you see on like all the GCW shows, it's been there for a while that you really associate with the brand. And I feel like someone like that is who should beat John Mossy for the title eventually. So I would rule out Nick Gage because I don't think that really does a whole lot for anybody. Cause like we've seen Gage, he was a long-term champion. He's been the champion multiple times. He's the man, but like they, I think they need to think more of their future. Um, I thought AJ Gray was for sure going to win the title, but I think there's a variety of reasons why, why he didn't. Um, and now he's lost the extreme championship as well, which we're going to talk about with, uh, with Cole. Um, Denzel Vance's Everett Connors, you know, I love Everett Connors, but I don't think he's really, he, he's been, he's been away for a while um, overseas with his girlfriend, uh, Charlie Evans. Uh, I love Everett though. Dude, I, I was watching Everett Connors. I saw probably his first match he ever had in front of fans in St. Louis, like probably like five years ago. Um, I saw Everett Connors before he had any gimmick before he, he was dying his hair before any of that stuff. Like I, he was in that same group of guys that I got to watch come up all together out of, out of that area, like uh, Dan, the dad and Warhorse and Everett and Myron Reed and like all those dudes. Anyways, my choice would be as of this moment would be Jordan Oliver. Cause I think that they've done a really good job of building him recently. He's been in GCW for years and he kind of teetered in like that mid card level for a while. And now it feels like he's getting big wins. Like he just beat Bandito one-on-one like last week. Um, he's he's stacking up big singles wins and he would be recognized as like a homegrown gcw guy the first time i saw him was in this company called remember do you remember urban pro wrestling i've heard of it yes okay i remember him being in that when he was like a teenager like he was like a skinny lanky like literal teenager back then and uh anyway i uh I, w- I would go with Jordan Oliver. I think he just makes the most sense for what the company could benefit from having one of their own guys beat Moxley for that title. But I would also, I would, I would hold off on it until you just don't really have really access to Mox. Like if you have even occasional access to him, I'd keep the title on him because I think he does a lot of good for the company. 
but it would be nice to have a GCW champion there again that's defending on like every show. I do I do miss that aspect of a, of a GCW world champion. And Jordan Oliver would definitely defend on like every show because he's always there. So, what do we think of Effie? Because Effie's going to challenge Moxley yeah. at GCW Homecoming. That's a big event for them. It's a two night event. Like, do they go with Effie? And this is Effie's homegrown. Got a big spot yeah. at uh, the at the Hammerstein show. Lost to Jeff Jarrett because. Jeff Jarrett, smartest worker in history. <laughs> Swindled everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, is, is Effie a possibility here? Because I kind of feel like it might be aligning for him a little bit. I feel like Effie is an absolute possibility. Um, I would be very happy for Effie. And I think the fan base would be very into it. I just, uh, for whatever reason, I've just kind of got, I've just kind of locked in on Jordan Oliver. And this one, this isn't okay. something that, this isn't something that I just came up with, like, right when you asked me this question. Like, I've been talking about Jordan for a while, uh, potentially being this guy, pretty much ever since AJ lost. I, I was really racking my brain to think, like, who could it be? Um, but, but no, here's, here's the thing. If, if, if it's Effie, I'm totally fine with that. He absolutely, he absolutely deserves um, to be rewarded like that within GCW um means a lot to the brand perpetually over at all times with all crowds um has really good matches but i just uh i just have a feeling about jordan oliver but but if if you won the title i i would be absolutely fine with it i i'm not saying if he's going to win at homecoming weekend i do think maybe they need some type of splash for that weekend and Effie winning the title would make sense because i think moxley I mean, he's going to continue to ramp up when it comes to AEW. And I think he'll still make GCW appearances, but after the way they kind of treated Effie at the Hammerside show, and like, I don't know what went on behind the scenes there, but clearly Jarrett pulled some, pulled some Jeff Jarrett's. Well, cause they were him. still building towards a rematch. Like when he yeah. signed with the WWE again, like they were running video packages, like teasing a rematch and then like, that's yeah. just not happening. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it, it'd be a good look to put the, put the belt on Effie. Um, after the way they, they kind of did him dirty on that. And if he, if he's a good representative for, for the championship for them, he gets some, some publicity and everything. So I, I wonder how much AEW plays into the call there of, Hey, we don't want John Moxley losing to Effie type of thing. We don't want John Moxley losing to this person, to that person. And that's why it hasn't happened. I think Moxley would probably just be like, well, fuck it. Like I need to do business. Like, nobody's going to look at John Moxley as lesser than because he's losing on a GCW show. But I do wonder how much that, that plays a factor into things. Yeah. Well, and also this is awesome. And, you know, uh, one of Effie's good friends, Mance Warner, will be wrestling John Moxley on Rampage this week in a title eliminator, which is, it's great to see these, these uh, people from GCW that, um, I think they're doing great for themselves in GCW. It's not one of those things where I feel like, Mance Warner needs to leave GCW and go to AEW or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I think that these people deserve this kind of platform. Like, it's cool as hell that Mance is going to get a whole a whole nother wave of fans that have never seen him before just because he's appearing on AEW. And hopefully that translates into more people watching GCW. And, and it really just cross-pollinates the whole wrestling landscape when you do stuff like that. And um, I think it'd be smart to get Effie on AEW TV as well if they could. I know he can be a controversial figure for certain reasons sometimes, but overall, I think Effie just is very infectious. Like I've seen him wrestle even in like bars and high school gyms and stuff like before he was really that popular. And even then, like he really knew how to 
how to work an audience. Like by the, by the end of the match, like everyone wants to see Effie again, you know, and his entrance, he gets a big reaction every time and he has good matches. None of this matters if he wasn't a good in-ring wrestler, like, like yeah. and he, and he is. And that's something that I think really needs to be spotlighted right now on the show about Effie is like, he gets a lot of publicity for, you know, how, how big he is for like the LGBTQ plus community and, and, like the way that he dresses and some of the outlandish stuff you might see him do in some of these shows and stuff like that. He, you know, but he can wrestle. And at the end of the day, that's what matters most. Like he is a great in-ring wrestler and he's a great storyteller. And you add the other things on top of it. And that, that will get you a really uh, loyal fan base on top of it. So I think, I think the, the kind of secret sauce of what Effie has put together for his career and the position he's in right now is, it's very, um, it's very admirable, honestly, because especially for him being as like openly out as he is and, and everything that he does for, for that community and everything, like we're talking about a business, a wrestling business that, I mean, not that long ago, you would have been like probably cut out of the business completely if anybody knew that you were gay, you know what I mean? And now he, like, he's not only thriving, he's like, he's a whole movement in, in himself, it feels like. So I, I think it'd be very cool for him to win the GCW championship. I'm I'm definitely cool with the idea of that. Um, I just personally just have this, I just have this feeling about Jordan Oliver. You, you know how that is sometimes where you just get something in your head and you're like, I just feel like this is what's going to happen. But I've been wrong plenty of times in the past. So it, it, it could be Effie. And if it is, I, if dude, if Effie wins the GCW world championship, I'll be one of the first people in his DMs trying to get him on the show. Trust me. Like, so. <laughs> well, now I'm rooting for Effie. So we can get Effie on the show. It'd be great. You'd go from Ren- Renee Paquette to, to doing our silly show. So big step down for, for him. Want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. Is Logan Paul your favorite WWE superstar, Steven Jensen? <laughs> um, I'm trying to dab there. The screen's a little too small. Um, and I don't want to knock anything over. That that'd be my luck. Is like I tried dabbing on screen, like knock my microphone out of the thing or something. Um, but uh, dude, Logan, um, I. I've, t- I've said this before and I'll say it again. This part, this is part of why I like Logan so much. I had the opportunity to meet him a couple years ago at a UFC event. And um, it wasn't like a meet and greet or anything. I literally just saw him walking around. Like no one was around him. No one knew it was him. And I was just like, like saw from like a little distance. I was like, is that Logan Paul just like standing around? Like he was just like standing around like concessions, like at a UFC show. Like, and I was like, so I walked up to him. I was like, Hey man. I feel like you beat KSI the last fight. And he was like, he like gave me knocks. He was like, bro, me too. Like, I thought that was bullshit. And then like, and then I started, then just like talked to him for a couple of minutes. We were just standing there and like, super nice guy. Like, I was like, why does everyone hate this guy so much? Like, he's actually a really, really nice dude. Um, I mean, they hate this, the guy because. Well, no, I know. I know about the suicide forest and I know about the throwing Pokeballs at, at people in Japan. No, I, 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 I get why they don't like him. I shouldn't say, I should rephrase that. I understood it. But when I met him in person, I was like, this is a really nice guy. And then uh, uh, within a couple of minutes, people started recognizing he was there and he started getting swarmed for like selfies and stuff. And I just kind of dipped out. But but yeah, the couple minutes I talked to him, I was like, dude, this seems, this guy, he at least treats the people who approach him very nicely. He could have easily been like, dude, I'm having a night to myself, man. Fuck off. 
you know, but instead he was like, yeah, man, appreciate that. Like, I feel like I beat him too. And then I was like, yeah, man, I hope you get to do MMA one day. Like, you know, I actually pull, pull for you to do well, you know? And, uh, anyway, he was a really nice guy. And, and then when I see him succeeding the way that he's succeeding in, in the WWE, like, here's the thing. You got to have balls to fight Floyd Mayweather, right? Like, I, I don't, I, I know it was a giant mismatch and I know it was a freak show and a spectacle, but like, you have to have balls to do that kind of stuff. He, he has a work ethic that's very impressive. He's in great shape. He's young. He's athletic. He's charismatic. He has millions upon millions of social media followers. He, him and the WWE, this is a, this is a strange uh, occurrence for Logan too, because it's probably hard for him to find things that are as big, if not bigger than his brand is. So like to be with the WWE, you know, WWE has like 90 million uh, YouTube subscribers. Like they're like one of the top subscribed channels in all of YouTube, which is like huge. Logan has like 20 something. Um, and we're talking just YouTube, of course, but, but my, my point is like, Logan can continue to grow with the WWE and WWE is going to bring in more fans because of having Logan, his, his fan base that doesn't watch wrestling is going to tune in for him and then hopefully stick around for the rest of it. So I think the partnership between WWE and Logan Paul is very mutually beneficial to everybody involved. Um, and then when you see him wrestle, I know last week I said, Pat McAfee is the best celebrity wrestler I've ever seen. I think now I've got to say that's Logan Paul. Like Logan Paul looks like he can just do this. That frog splash through the announce table is one of the best oh, announce table spots. It was I've ever so seen. clean. It was so yeah. clean. So, how did you feel about it? I thought I thought he knocked it out of the park, dude. Uh, real quickly on like the the mutually beneficial thing. Logan Paul said as much on his podcast after he signed. He's like, you know, WWE's got major influence, major reach, and you know, it can help us. Like, it, it can help me. Uh, it can help it help the entire brand. I mean, his his shows do like millions of views like his podcast get more views than just whatever video wwe puts out there and then he's associated with, i don't know these youtube influencers like sidemen and all this stuff but what they just put out a video that has like 10 million views and that was in 24 hours now this was like two weeks ago i'm sure it's a lot more now but yeah they they they, they pull in a ton of views and stuff does this translate to television ratings and whatnot i don't know but that's not the only way to measure success nowadays. Like you look at Twitter followers, you look at YouTube numbers, like that's what some brands will, will look at when it comes to being associated with WWE and things like that. Uh, as far as like Logan Paul's performance goes, like he was good at, at WrestleMania. I, I thought he was very good at WrestleMania. It was a tag team match. He was in there with, with Rey Mysterio. I mean, look, he wasn't the worst worker in that match, Dominic Mysterio. He's, he's already better <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, this guy's been wrestling and training for, for years um the the singles match i had a little not like doubts about because he's wrestling the miz and say what you will about the miz like you're gonna get like a good wwe match out of the miz it's tough to just have like an outright terrible match against the miz because he's just gonna work the wwe style and, and it's gonna be what what do you oh god you have a miz hat okay and i was like what are you doing um like you're gonna get just a, a good wwe match out of the miz so i thought it was gonna be like fine but it was better than fine. I thought Logan was really good in the match. And yeah, that frog splash. So I was watching it in the Beyonce. is just like, I hate how good that was. Because she's not a fan of Logan Paul. <laughs> and she's just like, I hate how good that frog splash actually was. Because that <laughs> thing was fucking clean on that. Like, it, it looked really good. And he's good, man. Say, say what you will about him. But like, and I, I know there are reasons to dislike him. I will say people change. People mature. 
it does seem like he, based on every interview I've I've heard from him, it seems like he has remorse over over what he did and like actual regret and is like actually trying to better himself and stuff. I do think he can come off a bit like douchebaggy, uh, but I think that's almost like every inner or every like influencer almost. I just feel like if you're in that world, you just kind of have a douchebag scent to you. Um, but as far as wrestling goes, he he's a he's, he gets it in the ring some of his mic work could be cleaned up and maybe that'll be a little bit better honestly without like being as scripted um but as as far as like his in-ring work goes he's he he seems to get it and i listened to him and pat mcafee talk yesterday they did an interview together and and the the bro fest they were having with each other uh on mcafee's show was something else I haven't seen that yet, but I, I do. I would love to see those two like team together or be like on the opposite side of a tag. How team match will, will you other. will you like ascend to heaven if we get a Cody Rhodes and Logan Paul tag team? Because I've never heard this Logan Paul story from you. I didn't realize you were bros with Logan Paul doing nux at UFC. Dude, it's everyday bro with the Disney Channel flow. You didn't know that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that that was that was Jake Paul's uh one of his songs. They 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 that have really awful. really bad music out there. That um, sounds awful. Oh yeah, I remember Logan coming out years ago with some like Santa Claus diss track or something. I mean, it it was for a kid audience, uh, but I, I I keep my head enough in there that I'm like you know kind of know what's going on. Um, I mean I watch more. Just full disclosure, you know I watch more YouTube than any other form of, of entertainment. Like I mean it's so. I'm very in tune with kind of like what's going on on YouTube and who's big on there and who gets big views and whatnot. But like, um, dude, it's funny. Cause you mentioned like kind of the douchebag factor of Logan. I think a lot of that also comes from like, like I'll, I'll use, I'll use like nerdy internet kind of Twitch type terms here. Uh, incel type terms almost Logan is Logan's like, he's a Chad that is that, that is trying to at the same time be a part of like nerd culture and what i mean by that is like he's he's one of those guys that like i think rubs people the wrong way because you see him and you're like this is like a good looking dude all the girls want him he's athletic he's rich he's famous he has millions of followers but he's collecting pokemon cards you know what i mean like you know he's 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 like got his foot in like both worlds it's kind of strange he's like this like womanized this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. On one end, but he's also spending millions of dollars to be the only person to own like an illustrator pikachu card you know what i mean like it's it's like you know it, he, he's like riding both lines but i think at one hand is really smart because you're 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 getting a lot of fans kind of across a large spectrum of, of ages and in different types of people and stuff but like his uh but i understand too how because honestly, a part of it now, now part of the hate for Logan, once again, it stems from old stuff he did on YouTube, which I understand was very, very unlikable. I understand that hundred percent. I wouldn't, I used to dislike Logan a lot. Trust me. I was, I was with y'all, but I'm also one of the people like Jeremy just said, where like, I feel like over time you can change. And like, I, I think, I think he's kind of proven that he, that he's changed quite a bit since then, since those days. But like, man, I, uh, yeah, I, I I think he does. I think he's doing a great job in the WWE and and him and Cody. I love the idea of that. Obviously, I think that would be great. But but I think that's also another reason why why Logan gets a lot of hate. And this isn't just confined to Logan. I think I think it's another reason people hate on Cody and and other people in their kind of boats is because they're. I don't want to say jealousy, but like it kind of is because like when you see someone like Cody, you're like. Once again, it's the same kind of things you're checking off this list. It's like good looking guy, rich, famous, great at what he does, like always getting these big pushes. Like Logan's always, you know, doing big things. Cody's always doing big things. You say the same thing about Charlotte, keeps winning championships, looks great, family lineage, so on and so forth. And I think it's just really easy for some people to hate on people that are just doing, that are just super successful. Like it's like, you know, because they're like, you know, I, that can't be me. So I'm just going to hate on that person. And I feel like Logan is a victim of that big time of like, if let me put it this way, if you watch the WWE SummerSlam this past weekend and you're just full on hating on Logan, you're just a hater because he went out there and he performed like they're like, there's, you can't say he didn't do well uh, in that match against the Miz. And, you know, especially in comparison to other celebrities, like bad bunny did well, Pat McAfee did well. We've also seen some celebrities do terrible. Um, I think Logan might be the best celebrity we've seen do this and uh, I think he just deserves credit and I think it's smart that WWE extended him and he's doing more matches and it's mutually beneficial to everybody. And 
dude, if he's good enough, they'll put him in like real, real matches with like real stakes. I feel like I, he could yeah. get a WWE title shot at some point. I, I could see it happening. The publicity would be huge for the company if they did that. They're going to headline Rumble with Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. Get ready, everybody. Get ready. <laughs> That'd be wild. Roman Reigns. They, they, they like him as a baby face. They, they, they think he's a baby face, which I don't totally agree with. He comes off more, more as a heel to me, but they're going to headline Rumble. He does, I will say, like when it comes to like the baby face stuff, because he genuinely seems to like enjoy it and everything, he gives off more of a baby face vibe than somebody like Ronda Rousey right now, who could, you know, has the yeah. sour face a lot of times, and they, they smartly turn her back heel. Like Logan does seem like he's out there and like really seems to enjoy it and is having a good time and is like fired up and everything. And that's going to maybe come across a little bit better and they can slowly get the audience to, to cheer for him a little bit. I do think right now there is too much like, eh, this guy's a douchebag and we want to boo him. Obviously being aligned with the biz doesn't help to start with, but they, they seem to think this guy is a, a big baby face. And so, yeah, get ready for Logan Paul against Roman Reigns. Everyone he's going to eat one spear. Right. That's the thing. It's like he ain't he ain't taking like a huge huge bump. Yeah, I know going through the table is one thing. He's gonna fucking eat that spear from Roman Reigns, and he might rethink this whole business after that. You know, it'd be a good spot. It'd be Roman going for the spear, and Logan does the splits under him. Like uh, Roman goes like right over the top of him. I think that'd be kind of yeah, cool. Good. If he catches Logan Paul like out of the air, uh, like he like he does some people. Who who do he riddle? He murdered yeah. Riddle. He's got he caught AJ him bad top, before bro. too, and Shane's Shane got a bad yeah, one. He, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Shane was basically he just got the wind knocked out of him, and they tried to pin him, but his shoulder was up. That was a great spot. Yeah, he was he actually like he wasn't even selling. He was actually right. like oh, he just hurt his corpse. <laughs> yeah, he killed Shane with that thing. He's gonna catch Logan with that thing. That'd be all mm. over. Logan's like, all right, you know what? Never mind. Let me just go make some silly YouTube videos. I'm done with this wrestling shit. You know what will uh, be huge will be one day, mark my words, save this clip. Don't know when it'll happen, but one day the WWE will promote Logan Paul versus Jake Paul in a WWE ring. Oh, it might. It really Because that's might. the only way to do it. They won't fight each other for real because, like, obviously they're brothers and they love each other, but I could see them doing, because they've had fake feuds online for years and stuff, like, they could actually pay something like that off in a WWE ring because obviously they'd be working together to not hurt each other. I, I could totally see something like that. The other big happening, at least in my mind, at WWE SummerSlam was not the tractor. The tractor did rule. Uh, but Dakota Kai, Bailey, and Io Shirai, now Io Sky, back in the WWE mix. Bailey's return was heavily rumored. Everyone kind of thought that was going to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, but Dakota Kai, she got released in April. Didn't see her coming back. That was apparently very last minute. And EO Sky, everyone thought she was done for. She's been injured, hadn't been on NXT television, reported that her contract was up and that she was going to most likely head back to Japan, wasn't going to resign. She obviously resigned or is close to resigning because they ain't putting her on TV without a contract. But Dakota Kai and EO Sky coming out like that, that that's, that's Paul swinging it around, being like, Vince is gone. Here I Whopping am. It around. Yeah, he's just... He just pulled his pants down right at the start of SummerSlam and is like, get a good look, folks. Suck it, everybody. I'm here. We're just getting started, he said. I was hyped. I was like, oh, shit. This is, you know, Bailey comes out. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I didn't recognize Dakota's music. I was like, oh, fuck, it's Dakota Kai. This is great. And then EO, she's got that banger theme. I was like, oh, man, let's fucking go. 
right now. Like that was that was a cool way to kick off SummerSlam. I thought this is good. I said it last week, Jensen. I, I said when we were talking about the AW contracts and whatnot, and I was like, Tony ain't got to worry about like the male side of his roster jumping ship and everything. He he doesn't need to worry. He needs to worry about the females who are like, look at the opportunities they're getting over here in WWE. Look how they're they're highlighted in WWE under under Papa Paul. Like that's what he needs to worry about. And I think SummerSlam was another indicator of that. Of like, oh, we're bringing in these three women. You know, Becky, she's out right now, but Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka, SmackDown needs some help. Like, SmackDown could use a couple of fresh faces over there. So that's where I'm worried about. But as far as uh, Bailey, EO, and Dakota go, I thought the the presentation of them was great on Monday. They established themselves as an immediate threat. They didn't look stupid or anything. I'm really looking forward to to the women's division on Raw, uh, you know, under the guidance of Papa Paul. Yeah, you know, right right when this happened, I uh, tweeted a picture of Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks. I yeah. was like, this is, like, this is, uh, this, this gave me D3 vibes where Gordon's, like, in the stands watching his old his old kids playing for, you know, the, the high school. Um, yeah, man, I, I, here's, so here's the thing. I think Bailey coming back, people were, were really ready for that. Like, I know that the WWE fan base had wanted her back and, like, it's, they, they got that. Dakota Kai, that was a big surprise because wasn't she one of the releases? Like, yeah, she got released ago? in April. Yeah. So, um, so that right there is, like you said, Paul Levesque swinging, swinging meat, um, being like, hey, we're bringing people back. Like, we're like, you, you think she's gone? She was one of my girls. She's back. Um, and I love Io Shirai or Io Sky, whatever she's going to be called now. I, I'm a huge fan of hers. I think her entrance is awesome. I think her look is awesome. I think her presentation is awesome. I think her in-ring work is awesome. She really should be, like, if treated properly, she should be in that mix, in my opinion, with, like, the Beckys and Biancas and Charlottes of that company. Like, I really, I really very impressed with Io Shirai over her career. So I'm glad she's finally getting a big, a big stage being on a raw or SmackDown or main roster, whatever you want to call it. I, 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 uh, I was very pleased to see you. I actually marked out for that. Like when Bailey came out, I was like, Oh cool. Bailey's back. Like good. It's good to see. Um, and then Dakota came out and I was confused. I was like, she's still in the company. Wait a second. And then EO's music hit. And my, my brother was watching the show. Up and he was like, Oh shit, is this EO? And I was like, all right, like, let's go. Like I, I was, I was actually, really really happy to see it um so yeah this is this is cool good good for all three three of those women um you know WWE. as much as i knock the product you know um i one thing i will never knock is their collection of female talent i think they have a ton they have the best collection of female talent of, of any company in the world in my opinion if you look at all their brands um so th- this is great. This gives Bailey something big to do as like the leader of a stable. This gets Dakota back in the in the company and back in the mix. And this gets EO on a much bigger stage than what she was before. So I think this is a W for everyone. I'm looking forward to the continued guidance of Paul uh, with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I think the women are going to be highlighted even more. And with this stable, Becky, again, she got hurt, but coming back as the man whenever she gets back, turning Ronda basically heel. I'm glad that Liv won. I think we all thought, I mean, you definitely thought Rousey was just going to. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this dumbass referee, okay? 
So hold on. So people, there are people online that actually have have messaged me. Even people like my. There have been multiple people that I've spoken to since this match that are like, Steven, you know the ref didn't really screw up. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I lost five hundred dollars because of this. You realize that, right? Like, really? I, like, oh, yeah, no, that yeah, was feel yeah. bad. No, so, so I would have won Wrestle Rumble had I, 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 my prediction was Ronda Rousey winning by submission in under eleven minutes. And fucking Liv Morgan tapped out in under 11 minutes. <laughs> but but the referee missed the tap before the three count. So I missed all those points that swung to the other people that had Liv winning by pinfall. I had Ronda by submission in the right amount of time. And that was the only thing I missed on like the entire pay-per-view. I've got all the other predictions right. Um, so yeah, um, had that referee not missed the tap, Steven over here is $500 richer at the very you, least. You're totally team Ronda for just beating the shit out of this referee after the match, right? For for fight, he fucked you out of five hundred dollars, Steven Jensen. The biggest and screw job in wrestling dude, history. Dude, fuck that match. Like that was that was <laughs> it was four and a half minutes of Ronda just beating the piss out of Liv Morgan and then just pinning herself. Like like okay, like listen, all you fans out there that are like, yay, Liv, she did it. She's the champion. She finally did it. We've been waiting for this for Riot Squad forever. It's like, okay, beat Ronda with the in the lamest way possible after she had just been barely gotten out of that match with Natalia. Um, then she hugged her for some reason. Like, oh, congratulations, Liv. You, you fucked me over real hard in front of everybody. I'm happy for you. And then her big title defense over Ronda is getting the shit beat out of her for, for four and a half minutes and then Ronda pinning herself. Fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, do, I do have a... Uh, I have some news for you, Jeremy, before we transition okay. to the next topic. Uh, Cole's ready if we want to bring him on. Oh, okay. Yes. We can bring Let me shoot him a message real quick. Okay. Um, well, we're done with our WWE spotlights. We'll, we'll, this is an out of order show because uh, we're doing a live interview. Yeah, we'll come we'll, back we'll with back. the, yeah, we'll come yeah. back with AEW and the other, everything else. Uh, spot. I, I don't have to work uh, right after this, y'all. So, like, I, I'm not in any kind of rush to get out by 11. So, um, Hold on. Okay, pile driver finisher. Let's read this. Speak for yourself, Jensen. You're the one that lost money. You yeah. do make sense in the you do make sense in the ending reaction. Oh. Hey, listen, y'all. I'm kind of trolling. I'm not I don't take it this this, this serious. Oh, I don't worry. You know, listen, no, 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 no. Listen, Great. listen. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like I didn't physically lose five hundred dollars. Like I, I get into the restaurant entries contest for free. Like I didn't lose five hundred dollars. I want to make that clear. I I would have won $500 had this not happened. Um, no, I, I'm obviously like, it pissed me off because I wanted to win the money, but, uh, but I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so ignorant that I actually feel like, <laughs> like that referee fucked up and he missed it. <laughs> you know oh, that was great. That was legitimately my favorite segment we've ever done. On this uh, show. You shooting on the, the fucking ref and live and Ronda was so good. Oh man, that who was a dumbass referee, anyways. Who, who was, was the ref so for good. that match? I don't even remember. Yeah, you should go kick. You should go beat the shit out of him too, Jensen. Yeah, yeah. Derek yeah said I he thought... had that five hundred spent already. That's fair. I did. I did have that five hundred spent already. That's true. <laughs> I gotta start playing the Wrestle Rumble and uh, with the the prediction things. So I can I can start being mad at referees when they go to a DQ finish and stuff. Dude. Start treating WWE like it's a shoot sport. 
and uh, get my dander up about yeah. this stuff, dude. It makes it makes the shows so much more fun to watch. Like I believe even it. with even with the UFC, you know, I live in a state where I can't legally sports bet. So like allegedly, hypothetically, um, if I was sports betting on the UFC, it'd probably make that a lot more fun too. I think I think having just like stakes and things just makes it fun. You know, like oh, it's just 100, it's a little bit more fun. A hundred percent. I. I can't do like betting and gambling because I can't afford to, to lose just money on outcomes that I don't really have much control over. I'm not a big gambling person, like just regardless. I'll buy a lottery ticket every now and again. Uh, you know, it's like 10 bucks and hopefully you win gambling and stuff. The, the highs and the lows, I'm too emotional when it comes to sports anyways. I don't need to get more invested when it comes to this stuff and then. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, so I'm the opposite. Where like I will never buy scratch offs or ever like play the lottery because I think that that's right. just way too much based off of just complete dumb luck. Like, which it is. I mean, that's the whole point. But I I love sports betting. Like it's one of my favorite things in the world. If it's probably a good thing it isn't legal in Georgia to be honest, because I'd probably <laughs> have a problem. And I'm and I'm not like I'm not advocating people sports, but I don't want people to like to ruin their lives gambling or anything based on the things I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying for me personally, like it's fun when I'm watching a UFC show and you could throw down like five bucks and put together like a three fight parlay. That's like very specific to like, like for instance, this past weekend, hypothetically, allegedly, I might've put $5 on a three fight parlay. Um, and I hit two of the three. And this was with like, I, I do method round combos. So it'll be like, by tko in this round like in choose right. the fighter kind of stuff and um i was very close to winning 350 dollars on a five dollar bet um i if amanda nunez would have won in the first round i would have won 350 um and she dropped pena twice in the first round and didn't wind up anyway the point is like it just makes it funny because you're watching the show and you like five the bucks isn't a big deal but like to maybe win over 300 bucks and you're just like picking fights based on your yeah. own knowledge of because you at least have a chance of like you know, it's it's different than just doing a scratch off. At least you have like knowledge of the sport and who the people are and what's kind of likely what could happen in the fight and stuff. So, anyways, hundred percent. Like I understand the appeal of, of sports betting, and I would totally do it if see parlay is one thing. If I'm just like, all right, five bucks and I could win like three hundred or something, I would like kind of kind of do that. Um, but also, I just I can't get more invested into sports and watch games that I really don't care about, and then potentially lose money and stuff. I just don't like it. I, I if I, I just don't like losing money. This is the biggest sure. thing. I don't like risking my money. And so if somebody wants to bankroll me, I'll gladly <laughs> bet it. That's fine. Uh, we can go halvesies on it or something. But I mean, definitely, definitely not. Uh, I'm not keeping it all unless you want me to. That's cool with me. If you want to just give me a hundred dollars to bet and then I get all the profits. And if I lose, you lose your hundred dollars. That sounds like a great deal for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I just can't, I just can't afford to like put my money out there like that. It's yeah. I'm too stingy with my cash. <laughs> That's my biggest thing. I'm just way too stingy with my cash. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. And, and Derek in the chat said someone won over 1 billion in the mega millions lottery and the winner still hasn't come forward last he's seen um dude honestly if you want a billion dollars in in the lottery like you seen either yeah i feel like you're but your life's kind of over at that point like you could live like a cool life with all that money but like you gotta get off the grid like you can't let yeah. people know you just want a billion dollars like you gotta move away and join like witness protection probably to enjoy the money like i'm not saying i don't want to have a billion dollars i'm not but i'm just saying like it's kind of probably it's probably a big blessing and a curse when uh 
Like I wouldn't want people knowing I, I won that kind of money. Right. If I if I won the money, like I played the little Mega Millions thing once it once it got over the billion. Yeah, I'll pay I'll play the lottery every now and again. Um, but like if I actually won that thing, I would just carry on like nothing changed. I would continue to to just do I'd show up to work every morning. I'd continue to listen to Drew McIntyre interviews every single day. I'd continue to do this show and all the other shows. I'd carry on like nothing changed. Maybe I'd take a little bit more more time to myself and, and take more breaks and stuff, but I would act like nothing changed at all. Cause I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't put it out on Twitter. Hey, I won. Peace out, losers. Cause yeah, I don't need people hitting me up and stuff i and i genuinely enjoy doing all this stuff so i wouldn't just like give it up but i would act like not a damn thing changed in my life i would spend that money how i would want to spend it and do things that i would want to do with it i sure i certainly would be making big splashes be like all right well now we're gonna move into this giant mansion and everything i'd be very careful about all my moves that i made if i if i won that money if i won that kind of money i'd probably change my name fake my death and wind up wherever like Tupac and Andy Kaufman are hanging out. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, it would be, well, cause here's the thing too, with having that amount of money, I I'm with you. I like to think that I would live humbly and I still, you know, I, people wouldn't really notice, but it'd be so tempting knowing you had unlimited money, like just stuff you wanted, like, cause you would, nothing would be stopping you from ever yeah. getting it. You'd have to have so much restraint to be like, well, that's a nice car. Like I can just buy it real quick. But like, I'm not going to because someone might notice I have too much money and now I'm a target. You know, right. it's almost like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and stuff, right? It's like, I, I when I watch those shows, they're all they're fun to watch. They're some of my favorite shows ever. But at the end of the day, you're also like, it seems kind of counterproductive because like you make all this money but you can't spend it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know. Anyway. Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't just like drop it on a car and all this stuff again. Like a house, we want to try to do something. Uh, with the house like maybe we add on to the house maybe we do upgrade the house but i wouldn't go like big splashy flashy type of thing or anything like that i feel like i would do a decent job of just carrying on business as normal and the one thing i would probably change is i just take breaks more and be like you know i don't need to do all i don't right. actually need to be around and i probably don't regardless i just like to do it but yeah. i don't know where cole radrick is so, Me either. Yeah. I messaged him, but uh, we will. Uh, we'll, let's continue. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when he gets here, we'll 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 pivot over to him. All right, let's go. Let's go with the other spotlight. Jason. Our product is what it is. We are going straight up the middle. We're gonna head back to Ric Flair's last match, Jacob Fatu against Josh Alexander. It ended in a DQ because Matt Cardona, Brian Myers came out and, and just interrupted things, and and then Diamond Dallas Page came out and Diamond cut people, but. It seemed like maybe there's two possibilities of this ending in a DQ. One, MLW didn't want Fatu to lose. Obviously, Alexander, Impact World Champion, he's not losing. So, and then, yeah, Court was like, yeah, I don't think it's great if we're going to have Fatu lose. The other possibility is Fatu or Alexander showing up on the other show and we're getting a rematch between these two. Like, what, what do you think the DQ is an indicator of? Just... Neither guy wanted their guy to lose or, hey, we're going to run this back on Impact or MLW TV. Yeah, I'm hoping it's the latter. And that's the reason I had the spotlight. Oh, wait, Cole says he's been in the lobby. Did you I see him down there? Do not see him. Oh, there he is. There he is. All right. 
Hey, we'll all right. We'll we'll get back to Fatu and Alexander in a second. Cole just messaged me saying I've been in the lobby. I, I can't see the lobby. Jeremy can. He just showed up. Oh, okay. I don't he's believe there. he's been there for, okay. for hours. Upon hey, either time. way, he's here. So there we go. Hello, Cole. Here we go, Cole. How you doing, buddy? His You're mic muted. is muted. I have to un. Unmute you have to Cole, unmute yeah. your mic, Cole. Unmute yourself. I can't unmute you. You have to unmute yourself. <laughs> We'll get, we'll, 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 I think we're live now. Pat. There we go. There we're we good. Go. We're oh, good. Okay, we're good. Okay. okay. Hey. There we hey, go. Every, everybody. We are being joined in the creator spotlight right now by a returning guest. He is the Ratty Daddy. He is your new GCW Extreme Champion. There it is. We got the belt on screen. Yeah. He is the King of Russian Mountain. Cole motherfucking Radrick is in the house. Returning guest, how you doing, man? Is this your first Let's... interview since winning the title? Yeah, I I don't do a lot of podcasts actually, believe it or not. Um, not that I hate doing them, um, just some of them tend to get like I know this is more than just a podcast, obviously, but like, um, I don't do a lot of interviews because like sometimes the questions just get repetitive. Sure, but like I love coming on here because it's always good chatting with you guys, good catching up. So, um, I was definitely technically in the lobby but like i didn't enter in a screen name or anything so i just didn't do the next step so i'll oh, see but hey. to be fair i think we can go back to the last interview and i think i saved like three times i'm a self-proclaimed idiot so this is on <laughs> true true hey and before we get into anything um uh cole let people know where they can help y'all out i know you and your girlfriend totaled your car um we really appreciate you coming in here uh, to, to talk with us this morning because I know you got a lot going on and it is early and everything. But uh, if the people can uh, can support it all, where, where do they need to go to help you all out? Um, if if they feel inclined to um, literally, I think if you just at Cole Radrick, one word um, is the Venmo. Um, it's CR wrestles at Gmail is the PayPal. If you guys feel inclined um, it's also, I think if I have uh, cash app, it's ratty daddy for the number ever. And so if you guys want to feel inclined uh, to donate, those are the links. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of people reaching out over the past couple of days. And I just want to say the support is very much appreciated by me and my girlfriend. Um, it really does mean a lot. And we always appreciate the love from everybody. Absolutely. So thank you guys a lot. Seriously. For sure. And do you still have eight by tens available? I, I signed an eight by 10 over mm -hmm. the weekend. So if y'all want to support too, like Cole's got, you know, eight by signed eight by tens and stuff, like there's ways you can support and also uh, get a little something back. I'm going to put the eight by 10 in my office here with uh, some other wrestling stuff I've got from people I've got to, to know in the business a little bit. So, um, so yeah, support Cole, Cole dude, huge weekend, man. Uh, huge weekend. And you got another big one coming up SCI in Chattanooga uh, coming up this weekend too. So uh yeah, man. I guess first first uh, reaction of of winning that GCW Extreme Championship. That's pretty fucking crazy, ain't it? I <laughs> uh, no, it's really sick. Um, it's a uh, it's something that it's like uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out if I say this if it's like a bragging way, but it's not. But it's like um, when I first started in GCW, like it was it's it's still extremely hard to get into GCW. So it was like, every time I wrestled there, I was like, man, like this is probably the last time I'm being brought back. And it's the last time I'm being brought back. And even until like up to a few months ago, I was still having like those thoughts of, damn, this might be the last time I get booked. Cause 
maybe people don't rock and roll with me. Now they have a fucking belt. So now I have a belt. So what are you going to do now? Um, no, in reality, it's like, I got to this point where I'm now, you know, holding one of the belts in GCW and it's, uh, it's time to make a statement that Ratty Daddy's here to stay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know that was one of the things that we talked about was like, you kind of wanted to get not necessarily like out of doing scramble matches. Cause you had a really good spot in GCW, but now look how much has happened just since the last time we talked. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. When was the last time we talked? Do you question. remember? Well, the last what time me and you talked was the last time we talked was in Atlanta at the GCW show. Yeah. Well, and I meant like the interview. I know. Oh, are okay. you going to be in Atlanta in August? Uh, I should be. Is GCW coming back to Atlanta? Yeah. August 20th. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there for sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that was coming up so soon. Dude, I got a lot coming up. I battle <laughs> slam this weekend. I wanted to be at SCI, but I can't be in two places at once. But, um, <laughs> Jeremy, what kind of questions you got? Oh, I just wanted to know about the match and like when you were were told about, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be putting this title on you. Did you know going into the weekend when the match was announced that you were right before you walked out? It was like it's like, hey, you're gonna win tonight. Like when were you gonna told about everything? Uh I would say honestly, so it was probably about thirty minutes before the show. Ah. Like we just there wasn't we were the first match and we were kind of like getting everything together. And then we all kind of like looked around and were like, who's winning? <laughs> so I was like just walking through the curtain and Brett was coming out of the curtain. And he's like, oh, hey, you know, he kind of gave me like the like three cliff notes he wanted from the match. And I was like, all right, like who's over? Like, and I presumed it was like somebody else. And he's like, oh, yeah, Cole's up. And I was like, he's <laughs> looking around. He said, Cole. <laughs> Is there this another guy, Cole in this like, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. He's like, yeah, you. He goes, yeah, Cole. And I was like, all right. So I kind of went up to everybody and I was like, it kind of feels like when you're like telling a fib almost to like your little brother. When you go up to everybody, he's like, hey, so I'm winning the match and out. Like, I I didn't, I was like, honestly, I partially somebody being like, no, you're not. Like, let's go actually ask who's winning the match. But that's how. That's how it ended up happening and pretty thankful. Yeah. I also I want to know about the the spots with Marco because mm-hmm. he choke slammed you. Like he couldn't he couldn't body slam you, he couldn't lift you up for a suplex, but he managed to get you up for the, the goozle, for the choke brother. slam. Yeah, the goozle. he goozled you. It's the goozle. <laughs> have you ever been goozled by Marco Stunt? I haven't. I haven't. I have. I, he's I he seems deceptively strong. It, the guy's fucking huge. Look at him. Yeah. He was wearing the one strap. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was wearing wearing the strap because the body slam he couldn't do, but I guess the strap gives you the power for the choke slam because that's you know the the big show, I guess. But I mean, he's he's deceptively strong, Marco Stunt. Very deceptively strong. Uh, No, it was the I really enjoyed the spots I had with Marco. I thought the crowd really really ate them up, and then I killed him with a pedigree. Uh, He took that. I mean, <laughs> that was that was the callback to the uh, Triple H when he nearly murdered that guy like the first time he hit that thing. But yeah, that was that was the throwback pedigree. We just spiked him. He took that so well. That was great. Yeah, I mean, when he jumped up, I was like worried. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, like as I'm like as we're like as he's like kicking his legs up, I'm like. Oh, fuck. Like, I've seen this one before. You know what I mean? <laughs> but luckily, you're able to see me, like, shoot my knees underneath at the, like, last second. 
because I was just going to go like, you know, normal. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, might as well try to protect little Marco as much as I can. That's so funny. It was very reminiscent of the pedigree you're talking about, Jeremy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember that being a big clip, even back in like the Kazan, you in like LimeWire days when like wrestling clips were just kind of getting viral. I remember that being one. Cole, with, with your with your regular finisher, what's like the actual name of your finishing move? Because I've heard it called different things. I know Takeshita has has started doing it. So I have two two finishers. The one that uh, Takeshita does. I call it Little Sebastian's Curse. So right. that one, so for people that are watching, and I'm going to maybe clip this and show examples if that's cool, obviously, right. tag credit, whatever. So Little Sebastian Curse is set up from behind, and then the there's the one that's like the side saddle power bomb looking thing. That's one's called uh, Cracker Jack Bomb. So there are oh, two okay. separate ones. They kind of look familiar, but they are completely, they are like different things. But the one uh, uh, Takeshita does is uh, the, my original one that I've done for about four, five years. Okay, and what's he calling it? Um, he was he was calling it uh, Little Sebastian's Curse, and then like people were like, "Oh, it's like the Cinnabon." And then okay, and then he's like, "Oh no, no, we're gonna call it Little Sebastian's Curse." And I went up to him. Um, he was hanging out in the locker room for the GCW show in Nashville. And I went up to him. I was like, hey, like, you can call it Cinnabon. Like, you're way more cooler than I am. Like, call it whatever the fuck you want. Like, you've tagged me, like, five times. Like, you're what you take it. Like, you beat me with the damn move. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so, it, whenever he does it, it's Cinnabon. And whatever I ever do, whenever I do it, it's Little Sebastian's Curse. Okay, does Little Sebastian's Curse come where I think it comes from of Parks and Rec? Love you, Jeremy. Really do. Where else would little Sebastian come from? I well, I, I you know, I gotta know these things. I, no, I gotta know. No, it's exactly. You're right. It's exactly okay. where you thought it came from, brother. I you never know. You could <laughs> you could have your own horse. You just named Little Sebastian or anything. Dude, like if that, I had a but... mini horse, I would do. I don't think I'd wrestle. I'd just hang out with my mini horse all day. Honestly, like I would be riding it through town just. <laughs> that's i mean that's what i would do too if i had a mini horse because hey, look fly little sebastian that should be your theme music for for one of these events is come out to to fly little sebastian but yes uh what a great show that was when i heard that i was like it's got to come from that i should have asked that last time but cinnabon's a great name too exactly you should have you, you should punch to Keshka. you should just hit him for for taking taking your move I tried to, and then he kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how was the experience of wrestling him? Because he's got a ton of buzz right now. Honest, sorry, I was uh, readjusting my brightness. Honestly, it was a lot of fun uh, working with him. The dude's like a complete pro, and um, it was it was pretty sick because like the crowd was really excited for the match, and it like it just made like the match easier because if the crowd is just already biting in, biting into it, it you you can approach it differently in the way that you set up the back half or what you want people to buy it on or what certain things you want to pull out their emotions. So it was really easy for us to plan that match around that because we already knew that the fans were going to be invested. We didn't have to get the, have to work to get them invested first. So like the entire experience of working with them was really really awesome. He is, he's, I mean, he's blowing up 
right mm-hmm. now. And I did, I did see you, you tweet about him because he's facing Claudio on Saturday and you're just like, this, this guy's a star. Uh, has he given, like, has he offered you any Cinnabon as, as like a return of like, Hey, thanks for letting me use your finisher. Like, have you guys split any Cinnabon? Nah, but we, we, we've uh, split a couple beers. Uh, so I think, I think that was our way of, you know, toasting off to it. So <laughs> definitely a couple of beers after the match, obviously. Um, I don't know. I mean, if he gets a Cinnabon sponsorship, I might hit him up for like a guitar or a t-shirt. <laughs> gets one of those. But if not, maybe we'll see what happens. But that's the I game. Feel, right I feel like it's close. I feel like it's close for him. You would think. They're tweeting yeah. at him all the time. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last, yeah oh, go, go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy. No, I, I, I got plenty. I can. Yeah, all right. Like last like time it. we did have you on, it was after after the death match. So it was like February, late February, early yeah. early March. It was after the it death wasn't match. that long already. Jeez. Was it yeah. after the was it was it the Orin one? Yeah, it was after Orin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where where you nearly just tore down the showboat, literally. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep on fucking doing it over and yeah. over and over and over. And now you've done like a thousand of, of these death match. You're, you're becoming like the new deathmatch king like what makes you keep coming back to to these death matches that you want to just all right let, sure let's do like the thumbtack kick pads mm-hmm. and everything like what like what, what are you doing cole uh i think i've only done like 10 this year which it's still a, a fucking chunk that's still a <laughs> chunk don't get me wrong um i i just really enjoy the risk aspect of it um I love so I grew up loving JC Bailey. Um, he was one. Of, he was my first independent wrestler that like I bought into. Um, I love the aspect of being able to wrestle any style, and the 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 fun thing about my pursuit in wrestling is is I really really want to be the absolute best that I can be in every single style of wrestling, whether it's um, strong style, catch as catch can, technical lucha. Deathmatch, hardcore, even, you know, sports entertainment type wrestling where it's like a TV style. Um, I really enjoy the aspect of challenging myself to be as good as I can in those. So when it's time to step up to the plate in deathmatches, I'm your guy. Um, And it's also just a way to keep things fresh, keep things fresh. Kind of like you have to think of things differently when you involve like dangerous ass weapons like you know glass and thumbtacks and uh barbed wire and panes of glass like you you really have to um think through on how things could happen and how things could go wrong and you know right before you're going out those curtain that curtain every big spot where you're like ah oh, fuck like there's that you know three percent chance Sorry, my cat. Sorry, <laughs> my Mac. I got one cat licking another, like cleaning them, and the other one's like a big ass baby. So, as a super tough deathmatch wrestler and also a big father of four cats, um, I just really, really enjoy the uh, the risk and the the adrenaline aspect and going out there and doing the damn match and having people lose their fucking minds. And then you come back to the curtain and people are like, yo, you're a fucking madman. Um, and that's just really, really cool. And like the deathmatch fans have such an appreciation for the art. It's so fucking cool. 
um you know there'll be fans that just come up to me they're like they'll you know they buy merch and they're like dude like we literally drove you know 12 hours to see you wrestle at the showboat like i had somebody tell me that at tournament of survival and i was like yo i used to like drive 12 hours for like my favorite punk band like what do you mean like you drove 12 hours and paid for a hotel room to see a dorky ass dude like me wrestle but there's just a whole bunch of different reasons you know and i know i ran a lot it's who i am we went through this on the last interview so i do apologize oh no but, not at all no dude but, you're the you're the you're the you're the bloody buddy cole people people <laughs> gotta they gotta they gotta drive out to watch you do your thing you know there, there was there was a kind of a scary weekend a few weeks back where hoodfoot was was hospitalized and then you were hospitalized the next night um both off of death matches um is there anything you want to speak toward with that? Because, you know, I, as someone who's a fan of, of you and Hoodfoot and, and so many others, like, it's concerning when you see that stuff, especially back-to-back -back nights, because you're like, I don't want to see you guys getting hurt, but obviously there is an inherent risk in what you're doing. Um, do you want to speak to that at all? Just kind of like what that weekend was like and did just, you know, I know things are just going to happen. It's just the nature of, of what y'all are doing. But I don't know. I just felt like kind of that was kind of a concerning weekend for me, seeing you and Hoodfoot both get hurt kind of back-to-back um yeah it was you know love hoodfoot i've known him for his entire career um literally we grew up wrestling the same show every friday um that was really dumb um he knew he knows it like those are what like stabbing each other with broken glass like it's like a real it's not smart um He's the one that came up with it. Uh, he came up with the idea. Um, and even he'll tell you, it was so dumb. So it was, there's just, the, the thing in deathmatch is that, I don't know, like I would say worries me, but it's something I try to stay away from is, there's a lot of people that just go crazier and crazier, 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 crazier. And the, the that's, it's super cool. Like it's, in, like, it's insane, but, there's just some things where I'm like, man, like you could build up and build up to it in a regular death match using, you know, regular like bumps and regular, like, you know, the 2002 to 2000, you know, six, seven, like work rate of, and still be safe and build a story out of it. And there's just sometimes when I see these like that, it's like, man, like that's insane, you know, like why would you stab somebody like in your bicep where you can slice an artery and like literally bleed out like a la Nick Gage did yeah. obviously it's completely different. Like those are the things that worry me. And, you know, I obviously talked to Mo and I've hung out with Mo, did his benefit show and everything. And I love him to death that he, every time I see him, he goes, yeah, that was really fucking dumb. And mm. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty dumb, bro. <laughs> uh, and I mean, obviously we're all, well, I'm not the smartest person in the world. Um, like uh, mine, I ended up getting, you know, 10 st or eight stitches, um, which that was whatever. But I was trying to like explain to the hospital people what I do. And they were just so confused. <laughs> they're like, they're like, so you, like you weren't beat up. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay. And like three minutes later, somebody else. And they're like, you sure you didn't get into an altercation? And I was like, I was like, I got into a scripted one. I, swear, I can, I will test that. I was like, I was like, but eventually I showed them a gif of what happened and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But luckily, like, I was able to wrestle, like, two days later against Joey Janela, so it was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, have, we have somebody in our chat, Derek W., says, uh, are you worried about being stereotyped as a deathmatch wrestler or if you're just happy, like, only doing deathmatches? Um, so I've always said that I'm not a deathmatch wrestler. I'm a guy that does deathmatches. Um, if you looked at my schedule and even in my GCW schedule, I've wrestled more regular matches for GCW this year than I have death matches. Um, I, I've done two death matches this year outside of GCW, maybe three outside of GCW. And I've done, I think five or six for GCW. So that's 10. And then I did two last year, I think three the year before that. So, I mean, that, so that's what we'll say 18 matches. And I would say in the last three years alone, I've probably had over two, I'd probably say 200 matches. So that's such a small portion of it. I mean, I would, if I wrestled a guy like Gringo Loco, that doesn't make me turn me into a luchador because I've wrestled him, you know, 25 times in a scramble match. Um, I would like to be a guy known as a guy that when I do death matches, I show respect to the art and I'm a guy that's capable of doing them, especially at a high level. Um, I will, re- I will wear the fact that I do death matches with pride. I'm not ashamed of that fact at all. I love death match wrestling. I think it's fucking cool when you do it right. I think when you look at the guys in Japan and the guys in Australia and the guys in the States and the guys in England and Mexico doing death matches. There's a lot of really good fucking talent out there that are also professional wrestlers. Yeah. Well, in, in a, a big contrast to kind of the death match stuff that we're talking about this weekend, you got the SCI tournament, you're wrestling Adam priest, right? That's uh, yep. so, I mean, so that's, that's the, op- I mean, that's going to be Adam priest is known, you know, as a technical wrestler or a guy who's really good between the ropes. Um, and a guy who's really been killing it in the Southeast. Like he's done great on uncharted territory this season. He's gotten over the DDT as a finisher, which I love. Like I, I, I just love seeing old school moves like that still being used as finishers. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to you and Adam priest. Um, what can people expect out of that? Cause if people only know you through deathmatch wrestling, for instance, this is a complete contrast to that, in my opinion. Absolutely. I am honestly looking, this is a match I've been looking forward to for the past two years, legitimately. Um, I think Adam Priest is one of the best professional wrestlers in the United States currently, uh, contracted, non-contracted, wherever. Um, as a professional wrestler, I think Adam Priest gets it. He's one of the guys out there. Um, I think me and Adam Priest are going to have probably one of my favorite, like this is me just like thinking ahead, but I think, I think there's all the potential in the world of this being one of my favorite matches. And I think this is probably has the potential to steal the fucking show. Um, that being said, like I'm completely different than anything Adam Priest has ever wrestled. I think I bring a completely different style to any type of match. And I think this could provide to be really, really fucking good. Is it at the TWE arena? Do you know? I'm, I think I oh, no, no, it's worked on it, and I'm literally going there tomorrow. So <laughs> now. But it's usually at, uh... I just meet up with Mouse, and that's how I figure it out. <laughs> there you go. I, I believe it's at Saudi Daisy High School again this year. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've gotten to get out there a few times for the, for the SCI tournament. That's it just a great weekend, by the way. I recommend anyone who can make it out to, to go check it out. It's 
Uh, they're doing, I think they have a show at TWE tonight. Yeah, and then they, they have, yeah. yeah. And then they got SCI uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, yep. And that's a stacked tournament. It's my favorite tournament of the year, every year. Um, you know, I mean, you, you spoke of, uh, of of Mouse. And of course, I'm always going to ask you about how Mouse and Billy Starks are doing and your whole crew with the BSB. I know you just pulled your eyes. How things going? <laughs> how things going with, with, with Mr. Bellamy over there? I mean, Robert. <laughs> I love that. Robert. Guy. He's okay. Uh, you know, he's he's angry camera guy. Um, I'm always looking forward to seeing him. He's like, you know, my he's older than me, but he's always going to be my little brother. Um, Billy's Billy's pro- probably doing great. I think she's in Georgia hanging out with um, like a friend. So I think she's probably doing cool. Um, I get to see him though this weekend. So I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, I know Billy's an SCI. I think she's wrestling Robert Martyr in Robert the first Martyr. round. Yep. yep. See, see, CTE mm-hmm. is a fucking myth. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, no. So like I always, I always get to enjoy getting to hang out with Mouse. Um, me and him, we ride in the car a lot. So whenever we go to wrestling shows. So this is just yet another weekend heading yet another show but it's fucking sci baby let's go yeah you, you ever you ever one, been to man. oh i'm about to ask if you've been to sci before so this will be your first like sci prom experience we're gonna be are you gonna be Everything. uh hanging out of front i remember the year that nick gage was there and he was like so confused as to what was going on <laughs> so it, there's a bar there right yeah there's like okay, a so, is it a good bar or is it like one of those where it's like eighty dollar drinks? Well, so they have like the city cafe, which is like the where everyone like eats and gets like pieces of cake and stuff. Um, and then people will like people are gonna bring a lot of alcohol, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, you'll 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 have a good time. I, I'm I was gonna say it depends on like my intake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How how much I'll probably because I'm like I, I'm not a unsocial per not like not social person. But if I get definitely get a couple uh, Budweisers or Bud Lights or whatever in me, I'll probably turn up. And they have karaoke too, right? They do the whole thing, yeah. Okay, yeah, like, I'm gonna probably I'm, have to make sure I don't embarrass yeah, myself. Right. Oh yeah, I guarantee there will be people up there like singing like "My Way" by Limp Bizkit and stuff. It'll be it'll be <laughs> it'll be your like your typical like wrestling fan type Hell thing. Yeah. So yeah, no, those are great people out there, and uh, I know like Scott Hensley. Um, out there and uh i don't know if dylan hale still has a has a part in the sci he was the guy i always used to talk to about it but um, it, might, it, it might be the second craziest uh because it's at the hotel right yeah so i can't remember the name of the hotel but the the yeah. the but that's where the, the city cafe is inside the hotel that like okay. everybody stays at and but the high school is um obviously that's a high school so that the rules there are a little bit different like um but but yeah they'll, they'll have a good crowd there and uh yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Cole. I was about to say, it'll probably be like the second craziest hotel experience at a wrestling weekend I've had. So I'm looking forward to that. What craziest? You want? Yeah, we got to know. I I I definitely have to know this. Because like, so the first time I go out to GCW in LA, um, mind you, I may or may not enjoy the vitamins that, you know, LA dispensaries might give out, right? (laughs) For sure, for sure. So land um 10 minutes after landing obviously i'm like oh let's go visit a store and we go visit a 
ghost story. It's me, Effie, um, Alley Cat, Alley Cat, <laughs> right? No, I know. Yeah. A- Al- me, Effie, Allison, and uh, there's some other person. And they're like, "Oh, let's go to the hotel." And we go to this really, really, really nice hotel, and we see, you know, the first thing I see is somebody just wearing leather, like walks like straight by. But I'm like, it's like a leather bra and like, like, like short shorts. So I was like, okay, um, that's whatever. Next thing is some dudes being let out by a leash with a girl. And I'm like, and like Effie's like, I don't know, like we're going to experience whatever this is. And I'm like, all right, like let's go on through. And there's like, we go in and there's like a whole bunch of like dominatrixes and like these random dudes just hanging out. And there's a dom, like a dominatrix convention going on in the hotel that the GCW crew is staying at. So you guys, you have guys like Matthew Justice, and like all the talent just walking through the hotel and like all these people and like i'm not king shaming anybody or whatever like you're into whatever be happy it's great um but it's just like we were all just like what the fuck? so you have all these like cartoon character wrestlers and this huge convention going on the entire weekend we're there and then it's me uh, and jimmy lloyd and we're like it's like this the after the last show we were in la for and we go to like walk out. Oh, it's me, Jimmy Lloyd, Drew Parker. I'm sorry. And we go to walk out, and there's an after party at this dominatrix convention. And everybody, we were all like, uh, and we just like take a peek inside it. And I was like, they were going pretty crazy in this like <laughs> meeting room. And I was like, all right, well, I got my story. I'm good. <laughs> Let's get to the next hotel. I need a drink. Oh, tell me, tell me, Jimmy Lloyd and Drew Parker like went in and hung out for a while, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, um, we didn't hang out. Uh, it was we literally like we didn't go to like you know to like in a strip club that would be called Creepers Row or nothing. But we definitely like peeked inside. We all got like a beer and it's like like just because ex- like you got to experience it. You just right. got to see like, and it's just like. We're just like, and yeah, yeah. It was just like, what the fuck's going on? And like, eventually, Effie's like, Effie walks by and he goes, it's just another day, honey. Let's go. And like, we all just left. I was like, I was like, yeah, like, I get it. But I, we were all just like, what's the fucking timing of like this cartoon character cast of fucking talent? Effie, Alley Catch, Dark Sheik was also there. We had, um, like not there presently, but like staying at the hotel. And I was like, wow, like, all right. So there's like a couple of that I didn't go. I can say that, but there was a couple of them that went to the actual convention. They said it was a great time. So, oh yeah. Oh, also, thank you for the, the thing. I appreciate it. On my way up to 10K. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Hit that, that follow. Yes. Follow, follow, Cole. Um, I, Sorry, I, I just saw that. Good <laughs> we try. We try to promote. We try to promote on there. There you go. Jensen's just pointing to his own name. What a well, mark I'm pointing through I get my, I get my I'm name. Cool. Into his I'm name. not cool. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I, I got to ask follow up questions on one. You, you talked about beer, having a couple Budweisers, and so we bury beer here on this show. Like you got to drink something like better than just generic Budweisers, right? I'm not much of a drinker, though. That's the thing. Well, that's good too. So like. I prefer the weed. 
a lot more say. than I prefer. Sure, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> totally yeah. I got to build it up, brother. I'm a worker. What do you mean? <laughs> um, I prefer. I just prefer weed over alcohol personally. Um, but when I do drink, it's Bud Light. So I think that's a little bit better than Budweiser. Um, and then I'll drink like Tito's or vodka or like hey. stuff like that. If I want to drink alcohol, like I'm, I'm, I'm going. You know what I mean? We, we just bear, we just bury beer here on this show. That's what that's what we try to do. Uh, I respect yeah, I think- that. Uh, no, I I drink a couple craft beers. Like, uh, I find there's this weird thing I've discovered over my career is I wrestle for like craft at a craft brewery or outside of one or right beside one like at least once a month. So now I'm just like, all right, I'll go there and I'll get like a six pack or whatever, and I'll like enjoy it over the course of a month. But when an NFL Sunday comes back. Woo! The yeah. beer belly's back, baby. I'm excited. I mean, doesn't preseason start tonight? No, the I Hall of Fame game's tonight. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game. game. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Technically you preseason. guys have a NF, like a football show now, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's me, um, Rob Wilkins, and Doug. With the yeah, last I posted about that. when I, I was going to get a guest spot and nobody answered. When did you? I didn't Why did you guys it? ignore Cole? You think Why I was? Thanks, Jeremy. You, I, you know what, Jeremy? I... I appreciate it. <laughs> did you when, where did you where did you I send said, it? Oh, you're oh, making I me pull just, up the tape. You're no, I'm gonna pull tape. this up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I have another question that I'll let you I'll You let know you I would hey hey I'm gonna answer real quick though. Cole, you're absolutely invited on to talk about your I'm gonna pulse, screenshot whatever, whatever it. I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this on screen. Cole's gone dark. Cole, I got you. I got yeah. you on this. Cole. You got it? Let's uh, go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, but I got I got to ask another question, uh, another follow up. Uh, what's your go to karaoke song? Oh come on, brother! Don't do that to me. <laughs> you can um, have more than one, but like what, you get up there and you like. All done, right, I'm locked. I haven't in done on this karaoke song. in like since I was like eight, <laughs> legitimately. Um, oh god, I remember when I was like a kid. I did karaoke for. Oh, God. I think I did, like, Lips of an Angel or something really dumb like that. <laughs> it's like Hinder. Yeah. yeah, Hinder. yeah. <laughs> I remember I that. I did Lips yeah. of an Angel and uh, Better Than Me by Hinder all on the same night. I was really going through it at, like, eight, nine years old. It was a real nice. struggle bus. Man. Did you find the tweet or something, Jeremy? I got like, it. I'm pulling it up. Oh, I'm okay. uploading it. Here it is. I, hold okay. on. It's, it's uploading on the stream yard right there. This was in reply. Oh, that was in reply to my tweet. That was replying to your tweet, Jensen. And as you can see, no replies. So you just ignored him. You ignored him, Stephen Jensen. Cole, you're absolutely no, 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 let me get that pulled up. I'm gonna like the tweet right now, so y'all know that I saw it. <laughs> here, here it is, dude. Cole, you're you're more than welcome on. You're a big Colts fan, right? Oh yeah, I'm a big Colts guy. What okay. do you What do you think of McAfee's performance? Uh, wrestling. Yeah, I mean wrestling, t- talk show, commentary. Um, so, all right. oh, God, you know I'm a mark for McAfee and Jeremy. I appreciate the response. How many days later? Oh no, I just responded. Yeah, just this now. is Jensen. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Jensen. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just responded. I just. He had to be bullied into responding live on the I know, air right? too. Really, really, I can't really. Um, <laughs> so, 
as a wrestler, I think McAfee Pat's really, really dope. Um, Kevin Geezer got to work with him like years ago when McAfee first bought the ring with OVW. Um, like what I, you can tell, what I really, really like about Pat McAfee is is when he does something, he does it to the fullest, and like he respects the art of pro wrestling. Like he did the stuff with Adam Cole and uh, Triple H on the show, and obviously it was like stuff that was worked or whatever. And then like he wore a neck brace for like a straight week after one of his matches. Like he'd always like would like talk about wrestling and like would say it and like have respectful like respectful tones to it, and then would talk about you know how hard it is and like the things people go through. And he always puts people over about that and then whenever you watch him you can tell like one he's having a fucking blast two the guy really loves doing it and then three you can tell like he works really really hard at like trying to be as prepared and as um successful as you can be in wrestling talk show wise he's like the only nfl talk show that i'm like man i gotta listen to like uh what time is it because his show comes on at 12. yeah so it starts at 12. yeah yeah let's, let's make sure we work around that. <laughs> okay I'm still a mark, all right? I had a guy try to buy my McAfee jersey off of me for $300 at SummerSlam. Wow. I said, no, I can't. I'm t- it's too sentimental to me now. But yeah. um, also, if you guys do you guys watch SmackDown a lot with commentary? Yeah, I do. Jensen doesn't okay. watch it. Not so much. Tell me, tell me that Michael Cole hasn't been the absolute best since Pat McAfee joined. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Even just from me watching their pay-per-views, I can tell that, yeah. You, you can tell that, like, Michael Cole's just, like, having so much more fun. It's a lot more looser because Pat McAfee's just going to say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, um, you know, if you ever listen to his talk show, like, Pat McAfee's very much of the guy that's like, hey, I'm going to say what I want to say. Like, I'm a players first, organization second person. So, like, um. I think he's just a really good person as a as a person and a good person to have in the locker room because he doesn't like dealing with negativity and you can hear that throughout his podcasts or just listening to his show and stuff like that. I, I have to ask a, a Parks and Rec question now. It was, it was in our chat. Thoughts on this from Kaden. Thoughts on Jerry from Parks and Rec. Um. I'm come on, you're, Gary, Gary, Jerry, whatever you want to call him. His real name was Jerry. Yeah, well, yeah, but like, yeah. You think he got a bad rap on the show? You think he get too much hate? Uh, okay, but like, too much is a relative term. Like, there's just some of the shit that he did, and you're just like, yeah, fuck him. But like, still, like, it's one of those things where like, you either love him or you hate him so much that you love him, right? He tried. He did his best. Yeah. He got picked on a lot. He got picked on a lot. He got bullied. Don't be a bully. He was always bullying. A star. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Always, always bullying. Who was your favorite character from Parks and Rec? Little Sebastian. Okay, besides Little Sebastian. As Little Sebastian. I thought here's the thing with Little Sebastian. I love the Parks and Rec. Is it how all the characters interacted with him? That's yeah. how I. That's so. He's a, it is a character, just like Spider Pig was a character in, in the South Park movie. Still my favorite character, in, or not South Park, but the Simpsons movie. Okay, CT Israel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to ask what, one more because we, we have, uh, I don't, I want to keep you to pass, pass back, 
Pat McAfee's show. I'm, I'm just right. joking with you all. I'll be on there as long as you guys want me. I just randomly rant and I hate it. I got things to do, Cole. I got, I got kids running around here. Whoa, kids want to come in here and use my computer to play their video games and stuff. I, I don't live here. I just exist in their world. Um, but I, I got to ask you this because you actually, this is more of a compliment than a question. It'll turn to a question. You started our, we, we have our final oh, question yes. now on this yes. show is what's the coolest thing in your room? This is yeah. what we ask every guest as our last question on the show. You started this, because I believe the poster behind you, I, I was wondering what it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Indiana poster. I was wondering oh, what it was. Yeah. I was wondering what it was when you were on. And I was like, what is that? And then you told the story of that and you talked about all the other posters and stuff. And so we thought it'd be a good idea. Let's just ask all of our guests, what's the coolest thing in your room? And it started because of you. I don't know, like we don't get royalties off of this show, but if we did, we would send you like some royalties because without this question, like it's become our closer. We've gotten some really cool stories out of it too. So I, now I got to know, like, is that the coolest thing in your room? And if not, like, what is the actual coolest thing you have in your room? GCW Stream Championship is probably way up there. We saw that, that already. Cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. All right. You want to see the the new – the it's not – okay, yeah. Ah, damn, I got two. Are we going for the pop or are we going for the sentimental? Well, for whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. You can do both. Yeah, show us both. Yeah. All right, I'll just get I'll just get the pop because that's, okay. that's my personal favorite. Okay. So, I called Hoodfoot an idiot earlier, right? <laughs> this is my. Is that a picture of Hoodfoot barbecuing? Yes. <laughs> oh, I rules. love that. So <laughs> this is at a wrestling show, and Hoodfoot was match one just because he was the uh, the the barbecuer, uh, the the grill master for the day. So he was match one, and then by match two, he was already out slinging burgers, getting the food ready. And it was just hilarious because, like, he had a beer in his hand the whole time, and it's just being Uncle Hoodfoot, having a towel over his shoulder. And obviously I was match two, and my girlfriend snaps this photo of Hoodfoot. And so now it's just a friend photo in our house because it's a, it's just the funniest shit to us. Like, <laughs> Mo just – That rules. That is hilarious. That is um, great. I love that. So we got that one. And then let me see how hard this was to take off. My girlfriend is the one that sets all these up, so I don't want to fuck that. Fuck that, but I can't. We'll just move over to it. Because <laughs> I would have take, taken it off, and she's like, you fucked that up. So <laughs> it's not these two. So these two are pretty cool. The Rock and uh, Mankind um, Valentine's Day cards. But what's really cool is this photo right here um, is a signed autograph from McFoley. Um, he did a he does a comedy show and he there's a comedy uh, there's a comedy uh, club in Bloomington called the Comedy Addict. And when I went to my first day at my training school, my dad took me to the Comedy Addict to watch McFoley. So that photo is from my that photo is like relative to the very first day I started training to be a wrestler. So it's kind of cool to like look back on. I also love Mick Foley because he's a fucking man. Yeah. Dude, yeah, those are great. Those are great. Um, um, oh, actually, one more. That's where Hell I yeah. Saw. Let's see it. Let's see it. So we talked about my love for the Colts. I mean, obviously, I have a, I have a lot more of these. But this is um, one of the very cool, like, paid manning, like, uh, 
trading cards. Yeah. I have actually like 12 of them. Like I have like a rookie card. I have like a pennant card where it's like a flag. Like I have a whole bunch that some fan, mind you, I'm again, the chat already knows, but I'm stoned out of my gourd at a wrestling show <laughs> in Columbus. And some fans like, cool, cool. I got something for you. And hands me like all these trading cards. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, all right, like six. So now I got a whole bunch of trading cards. If anybody has a Pat McAfee one and they just want to gift one to your boy, let me know. I may, may or may not switch you out a merch item instead. Um, there you go. But like, yeah. So the Peyton Manning trading cards is probably one of the cooler things in my house. So. So the next, I, would, next I wish I could talk football with Steven, but I wasn't hey, even. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. You are, you're, you're, you are very much invited. You're very much invited. Hey, hey, next, next step is you, you got to take that, uh, those trading cards and turn them into, uh, you got to blink them out like Logan Paul and wear them out to the ring and like a big, on a big chain. Oh my gosh. Anyways. He's not a, he's not a heel. <laughs> he's not a heel. That's, either is Logan Paul. I mean, depending on how you look at it. He did when he did the Pokemon. But do do we hate him now after his SummerSlam match? Because, like, honestly, like, both matches he had, bangers. Yeah. Steven Jensen's best friends with Logan Paul. That's what I learned today. I met him one time, and he was very nice (laughs) to me. And and, and Logan Paul are best friends? Can you put me in contact? Yeah, that's what I learned on the show today. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'll I'll get you on Impulsive, man. No, no, no problem, no problem. Hey, I, uh. No, we, we were talking about him a little bit earlier today. Um, we talked a little SummerSlam. We also talked a little uh, Ric Flair's last match. And uh, I just wanted to ask you kind of before, as we wrapped up here, because, you know, I saw, man, I marked out seeing like Jimmy Lloyd, like dapping up Ric Flair at the end of the show. <laughs> like, like you, Ric Flair walked right up to Blake Christian. You could tell Blake was like, me? Like, okay, like, all right. And uh, how did you feel about kind of that whole experience? Like, I, th- I thought I thought the show was... Uh, the show itself I thought was really well done. It was cool to see a lot of the talent on it, but do you have any kind of opinion you want out there about like Ric Flair wrestling that night? Cause it was, it was scary for a lot of the fans. So I, I think, I think everybody had a bated breath, but at the end of the day, like he's a grown man. Right. He can make his own decisions. Uh, he's a legend. Um, and I don't think the people that were in that match would have done it if they thought it could have gone horribly wrong. Sure. So, like, I, on my head, I was like, I'm just going to trust the professionals uh, on this. Um, I thought, it, man, I just thought that venue looked so fucking cool. Like, I don't know yeah. how it came across on, like, Fight or whatever streaming platform. I believe it was on Fight. Yeah. Um, like, I just thought that venue looked awesome. Like, in person, I was like, God damn, like, yeah, it was just really, really cool. I love the TV set. I thought it was such a cool little thing. Um, I just thought, you know, even going out there, I was a fucking beer guy when Manchester won. Like, hell yeah, I had the fucking best job on the show. Like, I, one of the best jobs on the show, you know what I mean? I Even just standing on the stage, there's just a lot of people there. It, like, when Flair went out, like, that, it, it was, like, it was, it was packed. Like for the whole show, but like every seat was like filled that was available for Flair's match. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Him, I think that's him, a good perspective. <laughs> Flair's his swan song is just him saying goodbye with Jimmy Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
man. Jimmy Lloyd there, and he's just saying uh, goodbye. We putting over Kid Rock as his final yeah. promo, which is yeah, great. One one wrestling. One last question I've got because I, it was announced yesterday. How, what's your reaction to seeing that Mance Warner's wrestling John Moxley on AEW Rampage? Because that's got to be huge for the whole GCW roster, seeing stuff like that. Let's fucking go! Yeah. That's that's sick. That's really sick. Um, I've again, Mansur is another guy I've known literally. Like I think one of his first match, like his first match outside of the like out outside of Indiana, it was with a road trip out, and we were both on together. Like um, I've known Mansur literally for six plus years now. Like. Uh, and I think it's really fucking cool to see a guy like that, you know, get beyond that stage. He definitely deserves it. Yeah. And then this kind of goes full circle because about five years ago or so, the first person to ever tell me about Mance Warner and he said, Hey, this guy's going to be huge. If you don't know about him, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to him. You gotta meet him at a show. First person to ever tell me about Mance Warner was mouse, Robert Bellamy. So there you go. <laughs> you suck, Robert. <laughs> you don't have to put Robert over. You could have put over. Hey. You could have said anybody who told you that. I, that's true. I could. I could have just made something up. I, lo- I love. I love Robert because he's one of those dudes that I met just naturally by going to shows and just by being around him. And just, just next thing you know, we're talking. Next thing I know, I realize he's taking pictures. Next thing I know, I realize his his daughter is wrestling. And now they now what it's become with the BSD. So. Um, and it just feels like that was a lifetime ago. That was like five years ago, and it just so much has happened since then. But what's going to be crazier is in five years when Billy signed to a contract and I'm retired oh. running the training school. It's going to be great. <laughs> Mouse is going to handle the business aspect. Her mom can handle the financial. Billy can Billy and her boyfriend can go and wrestle and have contracts, and then I'll just be the old guy, just half broken down at you know. 29 30 <laughs> just uh, all right let me show you what a bag pump is all right uh, somebody else get in here do it real quick <laughs> you know what i mean well hey last thing i got before we get out of here good luck this weekend at the sci man you're gonna have a blast good luck in the tournament for those of you who uh want to watch it'll be available on independentwrestling.tv is it live i thought it's live. i right? believe it's live both nights iwtv.live y'all can use code fight talk if you want to uh check the platform out that helps me out when y'all use that code um and i i say it all the time and i don't i legitimately mean this i think iwtv is the best 10 bucks a month you can spend on any on any streaming service that has to do with combat sports i love iwtv um so check it out you you, you, just this weekend alone you're gonna get twe tonight you're gonna get uh sci over the weekend i mean great value in my opinion and cole you're gonna kill it man I, i i'm very excited for your first sci weekend Dude, I'm stoked too. Um, it's it's pretty cool because like SCI has always been like a uh wow, fuck those people. Sorry, Brittany Greer, uh Grinder's decision, uh like said this just went out. So um I, I'm pretty excited for SCI. Uh especially when I started wrestling, like it was um it was like a big tournament and it was something like you had to like work to and get to know that like I don't want to say in like a political way, but you had to be, you know, you had to know the right people. Like you had to, uh, you know, do futures and you had to do the rumble and you had to do this. And I got in it off of hope. I, I believe merit alone. Yeah. I didn't, I've never done the SCI rumble and I've never done futures or the, like any other things like that. So that's, 
that's really it's like um it's like a thing of pride honestly like going into this week and knowing like i got here on my like work ethic and stuff like that um and then i'm gonna win the whole goddamn tournament with work ethic and all that shit so Hell i'm yes. really excited for it who knows maybe i have one beer <laughs> two beer three beers do a little karaoke people well, be like people just probably not like me anymore after karaoke night but Hey, so so j- just so everyone knows uh, that the future showcase that Cole's talking about, that'll be on Saturday afternoon too. So like you have yeah. that on IWTV live also. They make a whole weekend out of it. So um, yeah, and it's always like it's always good wrestling. Like throughout the whole weekend, it's always great matches. I'm just proud. I'm just proud of the fact that I, not that I had to that I got to skip it, but I, like I didn't have I did it. I went my own route with it and got there. No, you're right though. That usually was the path. You either had to be in like really good with like, you know, shout out Dylan Hale, Scott Henson, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt um, Griffin, friend of the show. Matt's been on the show. Before. Love Matt. Um, and you know, it's like the action wrestling future showcase. So he has a big hand in that. And and yeah, I know even like Billy. Even though Billy was still pretty high status when she did futures, like she went through futures as well. I mean, so yeah, you've carved your own path, man. And I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I will absolutely be watching live and I'll be, I'll be tweeting about it uh, as it's going on. I'm going to get, I'm going to get as many people as I can to, to watch those shows. So Jeremy, you know, what's crazy. What's that? He's going to be tweeting a live about the show. And you couldn't even tweet me back about the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Oh man. It's crazy. Oh, you know, I love you, man. Like, My heart hurts. <laughs> man i've been on the cole roderick bandwagon since like i mean it's got to be so early you're hurt, you're, you're making jensen feel so bad right now i so love it i think it's great but <laughs> he's feeling so bad right now cole we appreciate you you joining <laughs> us live our first like live interview with, with somebody so cole has always been a trendsetter on the show from asking uh you know coolest thing in your room to now uh being our first live interview we appreciate it i'm glad you're well after this weekend, yeah. this very scary picture that you posted. I'm glad you and the, the girlfriend are well after that. And let everybody know where they can find you at uh, on social media or, or elsewhere. Ah, like that. that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. is my, what I mean. Right. Yep, that's my <laughs> Instagram and my Twitter. So hit me up on either one of those. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Cole Radrick, please do not look up my real life stuff. Uh, that's been a really weird influx as of lately, which is also cool because I guess that means people like me. But <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you again, Cole. Real appreciate yeah, it. Good luck this thanks. weekend at SEI and congrats on winning the GCW Extreme Championship, kicking the shit out of Marco Stunt, that, that big, strong man oh. that he is. Uh, Thank you, Cole. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. Thank you guys. For we'll we'll do our yeah. own football show. You know what? We'll just I I got a I got Twitch. I got YouTube. Just the the Cole and Jeremy football show. That's what we'll do. We don't we don't need Steven Jensen. You're, oh man, we'll have like a like an an NFL XFL type rivalry. I'll um and Cole. I'll the, battle Hawks, baby. the battle Hawks. There you go. Hey, Cole. I, I will be in contact soon about getting you on soon to talk some football, man. For sure. For sure. You think so, Jeremy? 
I don't know. Right, I, I thought trust I was for sure going to get at least a like back on the original comment. Yeah, I mean, I, I just liked it and hit. I I said yes. Okay, I publicly I publicly Nothing. accepted. <laughs> Nah, I don't know how good. I missed that, by the way. I have no idea how I missed that. But no, anyway. no, I, I'm nobody. It's okay. I'm, I'm used to goods. You already got me. I already said I would do the interview, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't need to. <laughs> hey, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit more. So over over the weekend, um, I guess it was probably Friday when you put up the thing about your eight by tens. That was just I just saw you were like selling five dollar eight by tens, and I was like, this is a good deal. So I hit up Cole, and I was like, hey man, can I get a signed eight by ten? Let me know where to send the money. Sent it on over. I had no idea you're going to be winning the GCW Extreme Championship that night. So like, so it's like it just kind of, you know, I'm all, I'm already buying merch, and then it's like, oh, okay, wait a second. I bet Cole would want to come on the show. He just won this championship, so like the timing just kind of worked out great too. I was somehow during show. Yeah, of course. I we mean, appreciate we appreciate it. it. We we do yes. appreciate it. But but no, trust me, man. Like, we're gonna need people to talk about football with us over the season. Like so. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it all starts <laughs> with a comment or a like back on a tweet, and until your co-host had to literally be like, hey, Cole did actually say something. Cole, <laughs> yo, dude, you know you can it's just okay. message, I, you know you can just message I, me, Cole. I'm nobody. Just send, I'm... just send me a message and say, Steven, I want to go on the show, and I'll he DM wanted, you back. No, he are, wanted wait, to put it out do, there in the public. He was so excited. That's true. Do you have fantasy football, Steven? I do, yeah, big into fantasy football. Huh? Yeah, I'm very big into fantasy football. So if you have an extra spot in a league or two, let me know. Because... I'll let you know. I'll let you know if something opens up. It's it's been me and my buddy since high school, so it's it's pretty rare that something opens. I know you're like rolling your eyes like Cole, you're one of the only people I've met on the show more than once. <laughs> ever. Listen. Hey, if if anything opens up, I will let you know. 100%. I hope when you go to GCW on August 20th in Atlanta, Stephen Jensen, that Cole Radrick just kicks the shit out of you just you know just gives you a nice little forearm shot to the head me and cole are going to be doing this show from now on just, I mean, get, honestly, just no, kick Jeremy, jensen out of here even if i went up to steven and people just might act like it's twitter and just not acknowledge yeah he might not say anything gosh. like who, oh my gosh. who who are you yeah he's oh, like come on he's like do you do you subscribe to the patreon yeah, I you know, and, and to be fair, Cole was honestly one of the only people that like when I when I went to that GCW show, I got a few DMs from a couple wrestlers that knew I was there. Cole was like one of the one of the only ones that was like, Hey man, let's meet up when the show's over. And I was like, dude, that made me feel great. Like I appreciate that. And we got to talk a little bit after the show. Cole, so. Cole Radrick, you've always you've seemed like a nice guy. I've done this show multiple times for some reason. I certainly don't understand why anybody would ignore you publicly on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, so, am I right? Like, I don't get that's it. Crazy to me. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, like, let's get to know each other. Like, let's hang out." With <laughs> and then I'm like, "He's like, let's do. This. Thank you for doing the show, man. It's really great." And then all I say is, "Hey, I can talk fucking football." I talk, and I love wrestling. Wrestling's my passion. I love it more than anything else. I've never wanted to do anything else in my life. But I could talk something outside of wrestling for like two fucking seconds, and I get ignored. Hey, Even, hey. my heart can only handle so much. Hey, hey, Jensen's gonna message you every single week. Every single week, like you under the show, you under the show, you under the show. Yeah, like no, yeah. like that's the thing. It's like I could be like a five minute guest spot where I come in, and I'm like, what's up? Here's the bangers. Here's the losers. Fire Trevor Lawrence and let's go. Hey. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is the god. Thank All you. right, Stephen. Who's, who's going Cole. to who's 
who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Oh, well, I'm very biased. So this is okay, like the Cody Rhodes is going to win the, the WWE Championship. Oh, I said this, this is like me asking me if Cody Rhodes is going to win the WWE Championship because I'm a huge Cody Mark. Um, we know. Yeah, so right. Uh, I'm a big, a big mark for the Minnesota Vikings. So of course they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But okay, now if you were using, and I say this in the most loving way because I had to use this the same. If we're using our brains here and putting a thousand dollars on the line, <laughs> yeah, you're putting money. Uh, yeah. Probably, man. It's hard for me to. It, no matter how old he gets, it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. Like I think the Bucks are always going to be in the mix, and I think they've done a good job. Like supplementing their wide their wide receivers and their their tight ends and stuff in the offseason for him um i don't know i, I think josh allen in, in in the bills they're going to be real dangerous with uh stefan diggs and stuff but yeah i don't know man i'd, I'd probably gun to my head i'd probably just go with the bucks because tom brady's a, a winner so okay what about you um well obviously the indianapolis culture going to be undefeated of course undefeated. right yeah right uh, okay <laughs> so i think if the Rams re-sign OBJ, I think the Rams probably have a really good chance of going back-to-back. I think when Matthew Stafford gets hot, it's just one of those things that you can't fucking stop him. And especially with him having the confidence now after leaving Detroit, first year winning a Super Bowl, and then him being like, oh, yeah, I am a fucking guy. Like, I think that goes a long way. Um, I, think, I think the Buffalo Bills – uh, if you were to ask me like Sunday, I would probably would have said the Buffalo Bills, but they just lost Jordan Poyer and somebody else for like eight or nine. I don't know if it's for the year or for whatever. Um, so I'm going to say the Rams and the Bucks are probably going to be my my two that I would imagine. I mean, there's always going to be the Patrick Mahomes and right. other guys. Um, I think Mac Jones and the Patriots have a crazy year. I think they have like I think Mac Jones is going to show a lot of improvement, probably a lot more scrambling, and a lot more of like a deep pass threat. But that's what I think is going to happen. I think Colts fucking at least make the playoffs. That's all I give a fuck about. We don't have Carson Wentz anymore. Like I don't care. Yeah. Fuck them. That's how I feel about the Vikings too. Like you know, obviously with us having Kevin O'Connell as our head coach now, that's going to be cool to have like a young guy who like came from a winning team with with the Rams and stuff and a new mindset and. I'm a, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I know he's divisive within the fan base, but I, I like him and I like what we've put around him. So I'm excited. Jeremy, what, what would you say? Uh, give me your bias pick and then who you think more realistically might be able to do this. I can't even pretend to be biased with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I at least like Baker? Baker. I like Baker. He's an upgrade over Darnold. Darnold was just awful yeah. last season. Uh, like Baker, I don't mind him. Last season, I'll chalk up to the shoulder thing, but he won a playoff game in Cleveland. Okay. Like that, that's a, that's a big deal. And that was only a couple of seasons ago. So I do like Baker. They actually improved the offensive line. So that should be good. Uh, but they, I can't even be biased. Like, yeah, the Panthers are definitely going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I like, I'm not writing off Mahomes. you know, after the Super Bowl disappointment. And then last season, I think the chiefs come back a little bit stronger this year. So I'm going chiefs in the AFC and then NFC, it is very tough to to bet against Tom Brady, and then but yeah, the Rams they're they're the defending champions for a reason. And Rodgers, it's always tough to bet against him as well. I like I think the Rams though. Uh, I'll go with the Rams. They'll probably be a surprise team. There's always that like who had the Bengals making it last year, right? right. Like the, there's sure. always that team that just it comes out of nowhere and it's like yeah they're in the Super Bowl now. 
I just want the Jets. I want Zach Wilson just to be a fucking dog. That's it. <laughs> He's already a dog off the field. Yes. So yes. I just need him to be a dog on the field. <laughs> Apparently, though, Joe Flacco outplayed him yesterday. So who knows? That's okay. Oof. That's okay. Oof. I didn't know Joe Flacco was still in the league. So. Yeah. Still hanging on. Yeah. Still hanging on. Hey. Backup money? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad position to be in for a lot of guys. Yeah. A third string backup QB that's won a Super Bowl and gets at least that minimum. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna knock me up. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cole, thank you. Thank you again, buddy. We gotta we gotta run through our final topics here, Steven Jensen. Cole, thank you. Jensen thank will you. have you on the football show. I'll make it. I just did. What are you talking that's, about? That's true. Well, no. it just happened. Did you? The it actual, just, it just happened. Did you? Oh, no, I'm yeah, kidding. Cole, I'll be in touch soon, man. We'll definitely get you on the show, man. Hey, and and I do appreciate you coming on this morning. I know it's like it's early. You got a lot of stuff going on uh, over the weekend and with the accident and everything. So we really do appreciate you coming on, man. We really do. We do. No, I love being on here. Anytime you guys want me on, just let me know. Uh, sorry for all the ranting. You guys know what you signed oh, up for. But you guys are the best. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. You're yeah, great. Appreciate we appreciate you, Cole. You, Cole. Yeah, Thanks, later. Later, brother. Bye. All right, Cole awesome. Radrick, what a great guy. What a great what a dude. Yeah, what a great dude. I, I, I legitimately feel bad for missing that tweet. I don't know how I missed it. Um, but uh, no, he's he's more than welcome to come on talk some football. I know that uh, Rob's a fan. I know that Doug's a big fan of Cole's. Like, I mean, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Um, give me just one second here, Jeremy. Just, let me okay. grab a little bit of extra water. Just so th- this is usually by now I'm uh, 45 minutes into my my shoot job after yeah. doing this. So got to recalibrate you know, longest, a little bit. Well, uh, show ever. Yeah, great show though. Th- th- and once again, thank you to Cole Ratter for joining. I-, I know I'm sounding like I'm sitting here kissing his ass at this point. It-, it it does mean a lot to me for somebody to have a weekend like he just had with all the yeah. travel and the matches, and then to get in this big accident. Him and his girlfriend, and they're trying to get that stuff sorted. And and to for him to, I mean, I- to my knowledge, he had to get car repair stuff done earlier today, and that's why he couldn't make it earlier to the show. And so he's literally going from like real life stuff that like you. It, let me put it this way. It could have been very easy and I wouldn't have taken it personally. And it would have been totally understandable if he just couldn't have made it today, but he made time for us. And I really do appreciate that. So, and you, we were originally, we always tried to set up the interviews on like Tuesdays and you're like, Hey, I think Cole's going to join us live at nine 30 when we start the show. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then you messaged me and you're like, Hey, he's taking care of like car stuff. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I was like, all right, then no worries. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll just do a show. Um, and then literally like 10 minutes later, maybe even less than that, you're just like, actually, Cole said he's going to join us about 11 and, and do the show with us. Then. I was like, all right, even even better. So the fact that he was like, yeah, 9.30 is not going to quite work, but I'll make 11 work. And then he was here. He hung out with us for like an hour, like more than an hour, I think. Uh, yeah, j- just th- thank you to Cole because it was a long weekend. Just the wrestling wise for him was a, was yeah. a long weekend. Like. I know we wrestled twice on Friday and then he comes out and he said he was part of the beer guys at Vancer show on Sunday. So it was a long weekend for him just in that and everything with the car accident. Uh, we appreciate him jumping on and, and doing the show. With us. Go get some water. Yeah. Steven you know, Jensen. you know what we should do real quick. We, I'm going to throw this idea out there. You get to You calibrate the chat, let it, let me know how y'all feel about this. I think, cause we've been doing this show now for, cause we interviewed him. He said in two hours and 14 minutes. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like when oh. we started doing the show to like, I, uh, like when the spotlight started, like oh the, February, since February. February, yes, we're getting to a point now because we've had a lot of guests, and I don't want anyone to feel left out or anything. But 
I kind of like the idea of like a spotlight hall of fame at some point, like people that have come on the show that we like make a little hall of fame for. And like, I think Cole Radrick really should be like the first member. He's a repeat guest GCW stream champion first interview since becoming the champion with us. Like this is big for our show. I feel like so Cole Radrick, you're on the short list for whenever we start a spotlight hall of fame, your name will probably be on there. So congratulations. We'll do it it at the year mark. We'll do it. We'll we'll induct a hall of fame at the year. We're going to get a hall of fame. We'll induct like four people a year or something like that. And just keep it going. So I don't know if we Um, got many inductions. I don't know, man. We get a lot of guests. All right. Let let me, um, let me get some water. I'll be right back. Y'all go get some water. Steven Jensen. He's parched. A long show. He's usually checked out by now. I do this all day. This is this is what I do. Love this business. So I'm here all all day. He's got a Kenny Omega figure in the background there, guys. We still have AEW to talk about. Uh, we still have uh, other to talk about as well. We probably have like another hour left in this show. I'm gonna try to run through uh, the the topics here at the end. But we appreciate y'all hanging out with us on this Thursday, which has now turned into an afternoon. Um, it's a uh, all right, I'm, get, I'm getting messages of the the updates from what the others in this house are doing as I've still been going on about this show. Everybody else is living a life outside of these four walls uh, as I just do my, my silly wrestling show. And yeah, I'm just here doing this. And meanwhile, there's like real life going on around me. Uh, so I got I to gotta keep updated on that stuff. But we appreciate you guys hanging out on this stuff. It's been a... It's been a week. It's been a long week for for everybody, but hopefully everybody's had a good week. Good week of wrestling. Fun week of wrestling, especially with Triple H in charge right now. Derek says Cole seems like a down-to-earth dude. More behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, After we interviewed Cole the first time, we probably talked to him for like another half hour, 45 minutes, just bantering about life and whatnot so yeah he, he i never met him in real life i know i know steve jensen has and then he ignored him on twitter but you see just talking to him the few times that we have talked on this show and interacted on social media seems like one of the nicest dudes in in the world and the fact that he again makes time for our silly show to come on live uh speaks a lot about him and, and the person that he is and it was really cool watching him win the the title this weekend that's the the fun thing that i personally enjoyed about this show um is that like watching other people who we've had on or maybe we want to get on like watching them succeed and do cool things in wrestling wrestling in the ring or in media Derek, i am excited for for the kids to to be back in school they they will be starting that in like two weeks all right jensen let's let's get through the rest of our show here because we've already had a very long show i'm gonna play the other clip again so yep. people reset here. There Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. All right. Fatu and Alexander, you think it's going to happen again down the line? Maybe an impact, maybe an MLW. You're kind of riffing on that one. And then Cole joined us. Where are you at yep. on this match? So um, I thought the match itself was really, really good until like the, the DQ finish. Right. Um, but, uh, and I also, what I liked about it too so much is, I, you know, if you pay attention to MLW, you're very familiar with how good Jacob Fatu is and how much he means to that brand and how he put that brand on his back for so long. And before dropping the title to Hammerstone, like somebody was really, really revolved around him. And it still to a large degree is it looks like he's going to get another title shot soon at the MLW title. But I think a lot more people became familiar with Fatu because of this show. Um, I saw a lot of people tweeting about how good he is and people being surprised about it. And I think Alexander is a little more out there because more people probably pay attention to impact than they do MLW. 
Um, so I thought the matchup did a lot of good for both guys because it was a really good match. More people know about Plateau and more people might take Alexander more seriously too, just like as a champion. Like I think he's done a great job, but if you're not paying attention to Impact, you might miss a lot of, of how great he's been. Um, I think that they should run it back in Impact. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think they should. And, and the reason this is our other spotlight, by the way, is because it was for the Impact World Championship. Um, I think they should, yeah, they should run that back. And uh, I think Alexander should retain but, you know, it, I think that makes the most sense. But to my knowledge, I think Jacob Pachu is locked down to MLW for, like, some he more is. years. Yeah, he um, is. Which is unfortunate I, mean, I don't know what kind, of, what kind of paper MLW contracts are, are written on, but according to, uh, you know, court, it, it does seem like our, our, uh, Fatu is, like, under kind of a multi-year Yeah. Deal. Which is great for MLW and not necessarily a bad thing for Fatu either. He's kind of like a big fish in a smaller pond there, but like he's the kind of guy with like the talent and the the look and the the family lineage. Like he'd be a slam dunk in the bloodline in the WWE. He'd be a slam dunk doing pretty much anything in AEW. I feel like. I mean, um, I, I feel like he could be doing bigger things in MLW, and and I don't really mean that as a as a as a diss to MLW. It's just more of like there's a ceiling to how big you can get an MLW and, and don't worry, Jensen, they're working on a big broadcast deal. They're going to, they're going to have big time streaming rights soon. They're going to be on national television soon. Yeah. Weren't they going to be like WWE's developmental? And then like that whole thing blew up. Um, Uh, MLW puts out a new rumor about mm -hmm. how big they're going to get like seemingly every single week. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not even like, you know, I, I think core power is fine. You know what I mean? Like I think for what he does for, I think MLW is a, it's an enjoyable show. I, 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 uh, I cover it for the weekender every Sunday um, when they're running new shows. They've been off the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I think they should run this back on impact. And, and uh, if they ran it back on MLW, that'd be cool too. But I just feel like it's more likely to be on impact. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be an impact rematch at, at some point. I hope that as well. I hope it's not, well, we just need to do a DQ because we didn't have either. We didn't want either of our guy to lose. I think when you book a match like that, it's kind of known that like all right josh alexander's probably going to win so i don't think it would have been booked unless at some point josh alexander will actually pick up that victory and they decided to set up a rematch with a dq here it's also possible that it leads to a tag team match of alexander and fatu against uh myers and cardona and that's how they they get around this whole thing and we don't get an alexander against Fatu rematch, but we do get Fatu on Impact Television in some capacity. We shall see how how this one plays out. My other spotlight was Alex Shelley against Kushida from New Japan, Music City Mayhem. They went to a 20-minute time limit draw. This is the first and only time Kushida and Shelley have been in a one-on-one match. They've been, of course, long-time tag team partners as the time splitters. This was their only singles match going to a draw. I'm fine with that. I like that it's like, okay, we're even and everything it seemed like maybe kushida would probably win because it's kushida wrestling in new japan but shelly's got an impact title match coming up and everything i like the time limit draw i don't know if they're going to actually run this one back either but i thought it was a very good match it was a different pace than the rest of the show very technical match it picked up at the end but uh kushida's working on the arm shelly working on the leg i enjoyed this match what'd you think yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I echo everything you said. Um, and at the end, if I remember correctly, Kushida had him in the hoverboard lock, right? Yeah. So, like time yeah. ran out. Right as time so, expired. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, it, it was smart in a lot of the ways that you just mentioned, like Shelly's coming up. Uh, what's the next impact show emergence. So yeah, it's, emergency. uh, yeah. 
Is it just emergence, right? Isn't it? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, it it makes sense because, like, Shelly's still, like, he didn't get beat going into that match. And I mean, Alex Shelly versus Josh Alexander is going to be fantastic. Like, I think it's pretty predictable that Alexander will retain, but that's okay if the match delivers. And I I have every, uh, I I fully expect the match to deliver. It'll be great. Um, And Kushida looks good too because, yeah, he's back to New Japan. Um, it is cool. I mean, like they're friends, they're, they're allies or tag team partners. Like they're, they're guys were like, this doesn't really need to go any farther than this. It feels like, like they, they, right. they went to a draw and they're still friends and they can still team going forward if they want to, they can run it back if they ever want to, but there's really no need to. And it was solid in ring wrestling. So, uh, so I'm with you. Uh, we're going to move on to the AEW spotlight. Big show from AEW last night. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. It was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. There we go. Uh, big thing happening out of AW Dynamite last night. Undisputed Elite imploding. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish turning on the Young Bucks, and then Hangman Page making the save. You were fired up for this, Jensen. I was. Um, I thought this was done really, really well. And this is one of the things about just AEW Dynamite in general that I think is really impressive about the show is I looked down at my phone last night thinking I'd been watching the show for like an hour and I looked down and it had been like 25 minutes. I was like, how have they done this much awesome stuff in this amount of time? Like, I just don't understand. It feels like there's just no downtime. And I, I love that. Some fans complain. It's like, there's too much happening. I can't follow it all. I'm like, this is just nonstop, just like good wrestling shows every, every week. It feels like, um, I thought last night was a really good episode of dynamite. Like you just said, um, undisputed elite, uh, breaking up. I, I expected that to eventually happen, but I didn't expect it last night. So I thought it was done really, really well. The way that Adam Cole, like there was layers to that whole Adam Cole thing that I, that I found interesting. One was, that they did the young bucks didn't want Bobby fish as a partner. And yeah. that to me alone was like, that's kind of what I've been saying about Bobby fish for a long time. Like I think Bobby fish is fine, but in comparison to like Adam Cole, and hating, Riley, hating huh? on big Dick, Bob fish over here. Not a fan Look, of that. I listen, I think he's fine, but I don't think he's on the same level as Cole or O'Reilly. Just straight well, up. they're the young bucks and Bobby fish is about 140 years old. So, Oh, cause you can't have young and old together is what you're saying. <laughs> um anyway so it was just one of those things where like that was kind of funny to hear that where it's like that was part of adam cole's reasoning was we want to win these these trio titles and i'm hurt and i'm i'm, I'm not clear to wrestle kyle isn't ready to wrestle and you don't want a team with bobby it was like oh <laughs> that makes bobby seem kind of lame um but anyway then adam just like kind of out of nowhere is like well you're not going to be able to compete you know at all because of what we're about to do to you. It's like, wait, what, what's happening? And then like all of a sudden, like one, you know, Bobby Fish has got a chokehold going and Kyle O'Reilly uh, takes the, the legs out. And it was the same thing that happened when Hangman came out to save the Young Bucks. It was the same exact thing that we had seen in New Japan when Kenny got helped, helped Matt Jackson up from the ground when they were like, you know, the, the Bullet Club was was kind of in shambles. And the same thing happened last night with with Hangman coming out and, and picking up Matt from the ground, extending his hand for him to pick Matt Jackson up from the ground. So, like, it's long-term storytelling. It makes perfect sense to do it now. 
I think the hung bucks being together makes yeah. total sense. Like, like they, this is the culmination of like multiple multi-year storylines all coming together. Like Adam, Adam Cole's yelling at the young bucks saying, you think I forgot about what you did to me? Like, I never forgot about what you did to me. So we have the, we have the tie in from them killing him on BTE and poisoning him, poisoning him. We have the, the payoff of hangman and the young bucks reuniting. We have uh, the, the, the callback to hangman and the young bucks, as well as Kenny and the young bucks. We have the looming return of Kenny Omega. That's inevitable. Like, and I think he'll align with, with Hangman and the Young Bucks and it'll just be, they'll be the elite again. It'll be the four of them. And like, I just, I feel like in just a few minutes last night, they, they really tied so much together and it's going to really pop off when Kenny comes back. So uh, yeah, I, I loved that. I loved everything about that segment. I thought it, I thought it was great. I you figured something big was going to happen there i know people thought like oh kenny might be returning i thought it might be a little early for the kenny return uh but they had to kind of make young bucks baby face almost they've been hinting at it for a little while even going back to full gear where they just like nodded at hangman and let him take out omega like even that was a little bit of a hint of a a baby face turn uh or just showing like they're they're cool with hangman and then we've seen it over the past couple of weeks you knew when omega came back he's gonna get a big baby face reaction so like turning the young buck baby face makes sense in that it, it puts a little bit more heat on, on Cole and, and red dragon, which is good. Hopefully those guys get cleared soon enough to where they can actually wrestle. I, I assume if they're setting up this angle, they're closer than not to returning to, to the ring. Uh, we got the trios, the trios tournament coming up that ends in all out. We still don't know fully who's in that. I imagine the hung bucks seems like it's setting up for assuming that uh, undisputed elite, or I guess just undisputed era, um, assuming that they are healthy, they're going to be potentially in the finals against uh, the hung bucks. I do want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Kylie and Haley from, from tag talk uh, on five flavor booked, which is every, every Sunday. They've been pushing the hung bucks agenda for a very long time now. They watch all the BTE and everything. They've been they've been talking about this for like months. I feel like because mm-hmm. uh, every time I get the description, it just mentions the hung bucks. So they they've been in they've been in on this. I thought it was great. Heyman got a big reaction, which was which was great to see because since he lost the title, he's been kind of uh, he's just kind of associated with the Dark Order, and I think Dark Order kind of are where they are, and we'll still see what happens there with the Dark Order. I know on the last BTE uh hangman was like you guys are gonna win the titles like you guys are great believe in yourself and all this type of thing and now it seems like well hangman's gonna be teaming with the young bucks you got to think that they're the favorites on this thing but uh, that was a very good segment and i look forward to seeing where it's gonna go with kenny omega being back in the mix as well because like you said he's gotta he's gotta be back pretty soon you gotta assume he's back within the next couple of weeks here yeah yeah for sure so they've set up a lot of stuff they're they're this is like I said, it's it's the culmination and we're, we're getting payoff now for stuff that's been building literally for years across the independence, multiple promotions all throughout the history of AEW. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm the very butterflies, the butterflies on the butterfly jeans. jeans. Yeah. Those are great. Those are yeah. Great. He's, he's such, he's such a, um, a unique kind of like, uh, almost like ambassador for the next generation. Like I know he calls himself the anxious millennial cowboy, yeah. but like he really, it really, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Cause he just, he's, I don't know how to, how to 
say it. He, he's he's very like woke, but in like a really in a good way. You know what I mean? He, he just yeah. seems like a very progressive type of guy in a lot of ways. I don't know. Like you, you, I don't feel like you'd see a lot of guys rocking butterfly jeans like that and still look like such a badass. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, but it's still on brand for Hangman because he's, when you see him tweet about the stuff he tweets about and like, you tell he really cares about people and he's, he's just cool. He's just comfortable being himself, you know? And I just think yeah. that's, it, it, it just really shows through. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was funny with the, the butterfly jeans too. I will. I like, I'm sure that uh, young bucks, they're always going to get great reactions. Their heel work was so good. It's just obnoxious dicks with everything. Uh, I am going to kind of miss that. I do love them as heels. Too. They're, they're very good at that, but we'll see. I'm sure they'll be fine as baby faces. They're just great wrestlers. They go out there in great matches and get good, good reactions every single time. So they'll be fine as baby faces, but shout out to the young bucks with the, every, all the heel work they've done over the past like year and a half when they aligned with Omega and everything. Oh, there you go. Jensen just got the, this figures of everything. This is new Amazon exclusive. Let's go <laughs> young bucks. And uh, I'll just throw this out there too. One of 3000 John Moxley. Let's go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jensen Anyways. Yes. Uh, my AEW spotlight is actually the video game. So yes. they announced more details on fight forever. Still don't have a release date. I know Sean reported earlier this year that they were kind of aiming around september we're a month away from september so we shall see uh if they end up hitting that but we did kind of get features we learned there's an exploding barbed wire death match in this thing there's like 40 different weapons a trailer leaked out and let me tell you what i'm most excited about jensen these mini games baseball. that they have yes this <laughs> baseball thing like exploding baseballs and like the dance like little mini games like i love the like mario party mini games the pokemon stadium mini games from like the old 64 games mm -hmm. and you know they they're working with thq nordic uh famous for doing the the no mercy games and everything with 64 you're gonna throw me some aew mini games on this thing that's all i need i don't give a fuck about the wrestling like <laughs> care about that at all let me just play these mini games all day that's what i'm excited about yeah, yeah it looks like they're just making great. a fun video game yeah and that's all i'm asking for like wwe i, I heard the wwe 2k game was good this year i haven't played it, it. Was. I, i've, I've it heard was. good things i'm not gonna knock it but one of my criticisms over recent years with those games has been that it's become almost too realistic like the the, re the realism yes. has outweighed the fun aspect and I just want to have fun playing these games. So like, that's why every now and then I'll play a game like, you know, wrestling empire or like retromania or something just cause it's fun. It's different, but it isn't like realistic. Um, right. I think there's, there's, there's a spot for that. I think that like the wrestling sim simulator type stuff that, that 2k does, I think there's a, there's a spot for that in video games for sure. But there's also a big gap that's been missed of just fun. And this game looks fun. Like the, the, the in-ring gameplay stuff, it didn't look like the most crisp I've ever seen, um, but it looks like it's fun. Like, that's all I care. Like, it looks like it's going to be easy to play, which is a big, uh, I guess, kind of criticism of probably the 2K games is they get more and more complicated and advanced. And in my opinion, the best wrestling games ever are the ones you just mentioned that are the same people are making for this, like the WCW NWO World Tour, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. Like, those four games that's my childhood right there in video games. Like I, and, and part of it is that they were just, they're just very easy to play. Um, not a whole lot of buttons, very easy to, to figure out. And um, Derek's saying more of an arcade style. See, I'm okay with that. Like if it's, if it's fun, 
like sometimes arcade style can be bad though right like i think wrestlemania or sorry royal rumble for uh for the dreamcast that was an arcade game it was pretty terrible but it's fun if you got some buddies around um but it's super unrealistic it could be fun anyway i love the mini games like you said when i saw the like the weird like baseball exploding baseball game thing i was like this looks like fun like even if i have friends that aren't wrestling fans they might want to play this game with me <laughs> you know what right. i mean like so that's uh yeah and and i didn't even know that was leaked i just saw some like random videos for it i i saw like shivani and Britt baker talking and whatnot um but yeah i I'm, I'm i'm gonna definitely buy the game i'll be one of the people that buys it the day it comes out or i'll pre-order it and then you know have it ready to download the day it comes out so I'm I I'm really looking forward to it. I have not been excited for a wrestling video game in, in a long time because it's just been the WWE 2K stuff and for the past few years. And this this year's was good. I wasn't like looking forward to it, looking forward to it because the last one was so bad. So I was just kind of taking a wait and see kind of approach with it. But it is it has leaned way too much on the realism side. And like the most fun things about those games have just been like trying to glitch them and break them and see what kind of like stupid things you can do in the game and not so much like the actual gameplay, which is not good. And this is why I love like the SmackDown vs. Raw series is like you can do some glitchy stuff and have, but like there's so much fun to be had when you go to like WWF New York and like the helicopter and everything. Yes. Like that's not realistic at all, but it's just super fun to do with your friends. You jump you know, off the, the SmackDown, SmackDown fist. fist. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yes. like that like right. that's just fun stuff to do that it certainly isn't realistic. Uh, but the video game should be about, especially wrestling, right? I do like some realism in my other sports games, like hockey. I wanted to have a realistic, authentic experience. Uh, basketball, I love the 2K games, but when it has like the the realism and everything, well, the wrestling, like so much of it is over the top. So much of it is just like, it, it's not scripted and it is a sport. It is real, but you can just do so much dumb shit in pro wrestling that like i don't need a realistic experience with that just let me do fun and cool shit with, with all of that because there kind of are no rules when it comes to wrestling and what you can do on it i like uh, the the match we watched um the, the scramble match with cole um I, I forget i forget his name and i apologize but he has marco like pressed on his uh shoulders like small and drop and then he flips him into a oh, shane mercer yeah yeah shane mercer yes. into, the, into the moonsault and battery the backflip yeah um, yeah the... and he's like holding the dude's hand on this to like balance him and stuff it's like you can just do cool shit like that and we understand like it's a it's a theatrical performance sometimes like that's the kind of stuff i want in a video game to be able to do stuff like like that because that Again, there are no limitations and no rules when it comes to wrestling. So let me do that instead of there was one WWE 2K game where like you'd have to roll out to the outside to like take a break and some you'd have to start every match with like a, a lockup or like a chain sequence. It's just it got way, way too much of like, hey, we're trying to create a realistic experience, but then it's not actually realistic because all your body parts go through the ropes and it just becomes stupid. So I like what AEW has done based on the trailers and everything. The mini games is really all I give a shit about because even if I get tired of playing like the wrestling stuff, I'll get lost in mini games forever. I, I don't know if you are a big like baseball fan. MVP I used to love baseball, the baseball video games. Yeah, yeah. MVP baseball, I think EA did it where they had like the mini game where you like hit the ball up the ramp. I think Manny Ramirez was on the cover. I don't remember mm, what year okay. it was. That's all I played on that game. I'm not a big baseball fan, I but I do enjoy the baseball games. That's all I would play. That little mini game where you just launch the ball up the ramp. The best thing in the world. Give me mini games. It's great. I love this decision by AEW to do mini games. 
Nice, nice. My favorite baseball games were like, uh, well, I, I was a big baseball fan as a kid, so like, I just loved playing baseball games. So like, uh, there was a game for the Sega Genesis called Sports Talk Baseball, which is still to this day one of my favorite games ever. Um, and I was really into the Ken Griffey Jr. N64 games, uh, Ken yeah. Griffey Jr. and Slugfest. Um, the, I, what I love so much about those like SmackDown games you were talking about, um, when you could jump off the fist or like get on like a helicopter and stuff, which was so great about it, a game like that was you could you had the option to do all that stuff but if you didn't want to you could just have good like matches in the ring and have right. fun playing matches but if you wanted to take it crazy you could go fly on a helicopter and jump at somebody onto the ground so um so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the fun aspect of it and, and i'm looking forward to the mini games also um i really quickly before we get out of here there's an extra spotlight i have to throw out and this will be fast jeremy doesn't know i'm bringing this up but a big, a big, a, a bomb dropped yesterday, news-wise, that we have not discussed, that we have not talked about. Um, Slam balls coming back, apparently. <laughs> so, hold right, on, I gotta call you out on this because yeah. you were like, "Who's bringing yeah. back Slam Ball?" Yeah. I mean, I saw the mention. I was like, "Oh, Jensen doesn't know yet." I didn't see. Yeah, that was that was organic. That was how my <laughs> that's where my mind is at at all times. Is, so, so I was watching AEW and I just left my TV on afterwards and BattleBots came on. Yeah, yes. And I was like, oh, good for Kenny Florian. Like still like got something to do, you know, commentating for BattleBots. And I've, I haven't watched it since like the 90s or whatever. Um, and as I was watching it, I was like, if this can exist, like how is Slam Ball not on television? Right. And yeah, and then people started hitting me up like, dude, <laughs> it just got announced today that it's coming back. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, really? And so, um, and then what that did was that really opened up this, it, 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 it decompartmentalized uh, some of my memories from, from growing up. And when I was younger, there was this, there were these channels I used to get, um, one of them was called hot Lana and it would show like, like reruns of like, there was this whole programming block that was like ECW and then uh slam ball and then roller jam and then like yeah. they had like the strip poker show that was like really like a PG type show, but like it like when you're a kid, it was like watching the Howard Stern show on right. E and being like, oh my god, I can't believe this is on television. Now it's like <laughs> very tame compared to yeah. what you see now. But like, um, so anyway, you get to this you start going down this rabbit hole. Last night, after I texted you about you know rescheduling to, to get coal and everything, I watched a solid like three hours of roller jam that I found on YouTube. <laughs> Paul Heyman's favorite sport. Dude, do you remember that show though? Like when it was like, yeah. okay, that's some of the best professional wrestling I have seen in a while. It's so, it's so entertaining watching these because that's all it is. It's just pro wrestling while they're skating. Yeah. And uh, I'd recommend checking that out on YouTube. They got to bring that back too. I tweeted that out after I was like, okay, hold on. So we got slam ball back. All right. Now we got to work on roller jam. So um, let's get that going. Anyone in the chat who wants to see the return of roller jam. Um, I would very much like to see that that come back. And if you want to find there, I found a bunch of episodes on on YouTube for free and like pretty decent quality. So, uh, shout out to the old the old TNN, the old Nash, the Nashville yeah. Network back in the day. <laughs> so there you go. I saw Slam Balls coming back yesterday, and then I popped so much when I saw your tweet about oh, Battle Boss is back. Like somebody bring back Slam Ball, and I was like, oh, Jensen's about to get flooded with comments and be like, it's back, dude. It's back. Pros yeah. versus shows. That's a good shout. Yeah. Uh, when I saw Slam Ball was coming back yesterday, I think I just quote tweeted the article. I was like, I will find a way 
to write about slam ball like as a fightful article like write about when, slam when, ball we got to get in the game jeremy i mean that's cool too i'm well, yeah. i'm washed dude i'm washed dude. i get killed by some of those dudes dude, uh, i would too but like washed. man if we if we start training now <laughs> we start training. Think we can now. make it yeah i think we could you know i okay. used to we used to play a little bit in my backyard i had a trampoline that we attached to uh, a uh to a to a, like a and it was very dangerous um shout out to daniel sowerson one of my best friends in the world who uh, is a broadcaster for the New Orleans Pelicans nowadays. He he was hospitalized playing slam ball in my backyard. Um, he, those 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 double jumps are, are dangerous. You know, like when someone lands and someone lands right after, and you get that double yeah. bounce. He got he got someone kicked him in the back of the head on a double bounce oh, while we were playing no. slam ball as kids. Wound up in the hospital. Anyways, let's let's play some slam ball. And also, I can't wait for it to come back. I uh, I I am looking forward to the return. And and like I said, let's now start a petition to get Roller Jam back. If I can live in a world in 2022 or 2023 when I can just sit down on my couch and I can watch AEW Dynamite and then I can turn on Slam Ball and then I can turn on <laughs> Roller Jam, that that that's good time. You're in heaven. Me. That's heaven for that's Steven Jensen. For if Cody Rhodes is somehow and, involved yeah. in this as well. That's all Speaking you need. That, Cody Rhodes Cody, host Slam Ball. Hey, Cody Rhodes is is in the AEW video game. We didn't mention that, so he's still he in that, which is awesome. So uh, <laughs> let's go. Oh man, guys, we appreciate. It. We went nearly three hours today. <laughs> I know our show is usually long, but we have a taped interview that we play. Uh, this is a nearly three hour, just completely live show. Again, shout out to Cole Radrick. Thank you to Cole Radrick yes. for joining us. Jensen, go ahead and plug everything you, you need to plug, man. Uh, on uh what's today today's thursday on sunday you'll hear me next that'll be on the fightful select weekender podcast i should be at battle slam live that night as well so i'll try to get a couple audio interviews or something while i'm there take some pictures um, of the event i'm looking forward to baron black versus little scrappy that should be very interesting um on tuesdays myself and doug do live rounds that's on the rvd tito for life youtube channel y'all might remember that channel from uh, when bill and doug used to talk about tna wrestling back in the day um, that's 10, 10 PM Eastern every Tuesday. Um, what, there's something I miss. Oh, well, the new football show that's going to be starting on August 27th. That's myself, Doug and Rob Wilkins. That'll be on twitch.tv slash fightful gaming every Saturday at 11 AM Eastern. Uh, me and SP three got some stuff cooking, trying to get our stuff going again. Um, it's just been a scheduling thing, but look out for something with me and him sometime soon. Degrassi dudes, nerds of the '90s, something along those lines, and uh, I really feel like I'm. Oh yeah, I don't know if we're gonna be. I, I I'll ask off air, but I know that Impact Emergence is next Friday, and I don't know if, if me and Denise are doing the post show for that or not yet. But because I know there's like Rampage and SmackDown and stuff too that gets covered right. that night, so um, I may be on there for that. If not, just look out for the Weekender, got y'all covered, and uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Appreciate y'all joining us for the uh, this long edition of the Spotlight. Didn't have to work today, so we kind of stretched it out. Um, so that you know, the Spotlight yeah. is on you, Jensen. That that uh, light coming through. Look at this. It is, and I have my blinds <laughs> down too, and it's still coming in. Guys, we appreciate it again. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, today. We'll be back next Thursday with a, a new episode. Everyone, go to fightfuloverbook.com. FightfulOverbook.com. Let me get that right. Uh, the YouTube channel over there. We got new content every single day. Later on today, Will Washington has Day After Dynamite, uh, reviewing last night's Dynamite. We got new shows every day up over there. Just just go check it out. Like like the show. Subscribe. We cover a bunch of stuff. 
Uh, so just go check all that stuff out. All right, everybody. All right. Y'all have a good weekend. Everyone have a good, happy, safe Thursday. Have a good, happy, safe weekend. Bye, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.